I was thinking about Popeye uh-huh. yesterday. Yeah. You seen the forearms on that guy? Yes, I Huge. have. You ever seen him just suck spinach right out of a tin can? Yes, I have. I bet that guy could do some damage on a dick, don't you think? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I mean, I get it because, like, it seems like those are his two specialties, <laughs> right? Like, It's kind of what he does. Yeah. Also, man, how do you think he got that, that one eye put out? You yeah, know? you think you think just facial? Maybe some friendly fire. Friendly fire. Friendly fire. Hell, for all we know, that thing just stays glued shut. I mean, we you do know. know. <laughs> <laughs> we do know that the relationship between Popeye, Bluto, and Olive Oil, it, it's, they're, they're, they're an entanglement. Yeah. Yes. They are all into each other. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yes. Obviously. Because, <laughs> like, seriously... What in what relationship does one one guy he just has this girlfriend and the this dude they know steals her sometimes all the time just takes her Oops, and she's uh, like ooh oh. Popeye ooh. ooh this is all a game it's they all play game. yeah and then he crushes that can of spinach and Bluto his dick gets hard as <laughs> yeah, a rock he sees Bluto's that just like, like fuck oh, yeah every time yeah because Bluto's the bottom in this situation <laughs> you think so okay yeah, yeah all the way down yeah like olive oil's pegging him. <laughs> The the you know uh, the the dramatic and complex sexual relationships of Popeye. Yeah, that's why people tune in to yes, Dead and Lovely, the world's greatest <laughs> horror movie review and uh, cartoon sexual yeah, Pop- chemistry podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're with those of the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, we are here today to be talking about the. Inkpers. Mm-hmm. The Inkpers. Inkpers. Yeah, I like ink. I like when it's apt. Inkpers. Mm-hmm. From, what is it, 2011? Uh, yeah, it came out South by Southwest, Southwest 2011, then okay. hit uh, yeah. distribution in 2012. So. Okay, we're going to mm-hmm. be talking about that flick by old Ty West. After we have ourselves a good old chinwag catch-up, slam some uh, inebriants. Chinwag ketchup slam. <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, that's like, seriously. If somebody invited me to a chinwag ketchup slam, it's like, fuck yes. Yeah, I'll be there. I will be there. When and where. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get straight on to the movie review, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. Description. Mm-hmm. description. It's down there. So be sure to check that out if you just want to get straight on to the review. But dude, first things first, mm-hmm. I got to find out how you been doing this week. Uh, good. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's complicated. Okay, it's a little complicated. Yeah, I, I, um, I've been out of the gym for ten days with hip bursitis. What the fuck is that now? Okay, so I hip think bers- I had one of those for lunch yesterday. <laughs> I'll have a hip bursitis. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so the in between your your bones, you got these little bursa sacs that kind of work like little airbags, keeping everything safe. Okay. You know, so all your right, bones all aren't right. touching or whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and those can become inflamed. Okay. Now, when they do, this is shitty, especially in the hip, because... Is that a medical term? Yeah. Yep. Shitty. Mm-hmm. It's shitty. Diagnosis. Diagnosis shitty. shitty. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, it means you can't uh, sit or stand or walk around for too long. <laughs> oh, okay. You right have on. to do all three of those things in a rotation of Now, some that sort. explains, too, why when you arrived to record this episode, mm. you were flying through the air like Superman. Yeah. 
thought that might help. It might help. Just arms straight out. Yeah. It's like, well, sitting, standing, walking. How about none of the above? Yep, took some of the pressure (laughs) off. Uh, So, like, here's the thing is that that, um, I looked. I, I was looking up my symptoms because it, it was clear something was up because I I was waking up with hip pain. Okay. But then as soon as I would get up and start moving around, no hip pain. Word. And then like sometimes when I'd be sitting and working, I'd be like, oh, I got some hip pain. And then I'd like, you know, stand up to go make some food or whatever. No hip pain. Uh, and so found out it's hip bursitis. And uh, let's not rule out ghosts. No, it could be ghosts. Anything that happens in your body may be ghosts. Might be some ghosts in your blood. You might have ghosts in your blood. Uh, may, maybe it's a, a witch curse. Could you never be know. a witch curse, yeah. dude. I mean, have you checked your local area? Have you checked the witch <laughs> registry? I have, and there are a lot. Okay. It's heavy witch areas. Well, so. maybe you got bad in one of them. Uh-huh. You just get what have. you deserved. Probably huh? did. <laughs> could be that. So, um,. It, it basically, I, I was reading about it, and the, the first thing I read was like, it, it happens, it can happen when you have weak hips. And I was Excuse like, Excuse me. And the first thing I said in my head was, Well, that's fucking, that's dead wrong. Because I, I, I can, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hip Barbell hip thrust? I can barbell hip thrust 425 five times. I, I'm fucking, hips are doing it. So, squats. Lunges. I'm kicking ass on the hips. Next thing, hooping. Next thing I read was could be because of overuse, and then all the things I just oh, thought well, about, yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, oh yeah, might be that, might be that. Yeah, could be all that hula hooping <laughs> that you do all the time. Too. I do a lot of hula. hooping. You were flying through the air while hula hooping on your way here, which <laughs> well, is a visual thought, that delights yeah, me. I thought since I'm up in the air, I might as well like do something entertaining. Draw some attention to yourself, yeah. you know. <laughs> Put a little show Look on. Look in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a man hula hooping. <laughs> How does that work? Because he's flying <laughs> sideways. Maybe you're flying vertically like yeah, Powder Toastman would. It was just like... I was also pretending to surf. To surf, yeah. yeah with the arms Surf out. arms, yeah. It's a good look, man. Uh-huh. I always loved how Powder Toast Man would just fly yes. in the most random directions. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they'd be like upside down, like yeah. <laughs> Powder Toast facing the, the sky, just uh-huh. going backwards or whatever. Yeah, because what's the difference? Cling tenaciously to my buttocks. <laughs> Why was that a kid show? Because it's the best. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the the main thing I had to do was was rest. Though that rest means. Do three different things interchangeably. Rest actively already. Yeah. Why don't you? Um, and then also there was a recommendation to get a uh, a pillow topper for our mattress. We have a a, a, a memory foam mattress, but it's kind of firm, mm-hmm. uh, which was a recommendation of a doctor when we got the mattress because I, I have two herniated discs in my neck. Yeah. The doctor recommended it because um, he was an idiot. Oh, gotcha. One right. of those. And he right. was like, you know what's real good for your neck? When it's stiff as fuck. <laughs> when it can't move while you sleep. Great yeah. idea. <laughs> Turns out it's not good or bad. It just I don't like is. memory foam. It's not for me. It's uh, Especially those old ones where you just sink in and make like a sweat swamp. Ew. Okay, so. <laughs> hate that shit. So we got a mattress topper that you kind of sink into. It's this nice like pillow top and... Let me tell you, I haven't slept this good. Oh, it's getting in good, yeah. Ages. All right, it is amazing. Like, I have still woken up since we got it. I think we got it three days ago. Mm-hmm. I've still woken up after eight hours of sleep with hip pain, but I was waking up like 
every few hours with hip pain and having to get up and walk around. We'll call it an improvement. Now yeah, you, just, so you, you wake up after eight hours, fly a few laps around the house. <laughs> yeah. Like you do. <laughs> Flying really helps. It <laughs> takes all the pressure off the hips. It really does. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I think what is your hips, what would your hips be doing while flying? You're just fully supported. That's it. That's it. Why does, <laughs> why does Superman fly like, straight like that why did, he could just like be slouched he could yeah, just why not maybe just, when he's sad he does he just slumps over and just flies vertically with his head down <laughs> here comes superman god he looks sad he's flying all sad i've never seen anyone fly sadder <laughs> run away he's coming this way he's got to talk to us about his feelings and just bring us down oh lois uh, kicked me out <laughs> every every one of my relatives is dead <laughs> <laughs> oh, Except for Zaw, the only ones left are assholes. <laughs> Just slumps away. Poor guy. <laughs> so yeah, I had hip residitis, so I, I haven't been able to go to the gym. I've been doing uh, band exercises that were, are at home. And, oh, uh, like marching and doing rudiments, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, just um, really Philip working Sousa on my, material. my lip flexibility. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. <laughs> doing your trills doing and it? stuff. Yeah. That's good, man. That's really, really good. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's been uh, a little less interesting week, but uh, my wife had to get LASIK for the second time because that's how it usually goes. Nope, <laughs> she got it the first time and it just didn't um, it didn't do the didn't job. Take. Yeah, okay, and that, that apparently happens in like two percent of cases, but they they didn't charge her more to okay. do. So they brought her in and had her. Um, they lasered her eyes again. I whatever they do, whatever it is that they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it, just last night, like it was, it was yesterday. She slept for like twelve hours after that because uh-huh. they give you like Valium and stuff, and apparently you can't really look at anything. Well, no, you can't do anything. So might as well go to bed. She woke up and her vision was already better. And All right, it actually does take a little. So it will even. It will improve even more. Hopefully. That's cool, man. Yeah. So two percent of people this happens to. Yeah. Hey, it just goes show you. That's what you've been telling her all along. She's one in a million. One in a million. Yeah. One in a million. Divide, divide, <laughs> one by a million. You get two percent. Two percent of everybody that gets LASIK. <laughs> yep. You can't argue with the numbers. No. I do tell her sometimes you're two in a hundred. Two in a hundred. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Still a compliment. It's a compliment by the uh, Come on. What would you do if somebody said to you one time, "Man, you are nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine out of a million. Oh, I'm just any old asshole. I'm common. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Common. I'm the rapper Common. Yes. Yeah. If <laughs> somebody, you. yep. I if somebody beat me in combat, I would drop Common loot. Okay. They'd yeah. Be like Ugh, an iron sword. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leather vest. I don't know something. Yeah. Sell this shit. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. <laughs> I've had myself a good week. It has still just been continuing to be yeah massively insanely goddamn hectic. You just played a cow. show last night. Had a big old rock mm-hmm. show last night. First Andy Wood trio show uh, since the fucking pandemic. The last time that we played together with that gig was early 2020 when we were on Ship Rocked. Like right yeah. as the news of like cruise ships in Italy getting docked and Holy stuff because of the pandemic so... going on. 
it's been, been a been while, while man yeah. so it was really great to knock the dust off and play those tunes again and everything we're also playing with the amazing Grammy winning Mark Letary who's uh-huh. a great friend <laughs> and it's just fucking amazing player. I saw that lineup and it was at open court that's not a big place dude it was packed <laughs> well, I bet it was packed <laughs> it was awesome man so very very cool to be doing that again and also saw our man the master himself everybody's favorite barkeep uh-huh. Roger Dean Miller. Yeah. Me and Dean himself. The notorious RDM. He come into town, and we got to have ourselves a little cocktail beforehand, and he was at the rock show just having a dang old good time. That's awesome. And I'll tell you what. I don't care what people say about him. He's a sweet feller. You know, that's what most people say about him. Well, I care about what they say (laughs) because they're right. Yeah, they are correct. They're right. He brought me something as a victory lap for this momentous Rock show occasion. He brought me something very, very special mm-hmm. with instructions to share it with you. Awesome. This I'm excited. On this podcast. And it is, it's a it's a whiskey. It is a bissy. You hold in your hands. Mm, it smells great. Something that even if you wanted to get, you couldn't get. Okay, I'm excited. So, you know, we all know that he is Barkeep Supreme. Yes. Over at Cinema mm-hmm. in Nashville. With an S. With an S, See. as in sinful. But they cinema. do show they do show movies. It sounds like the coolest fucking place yeah, on earth. Yeah. I would love to go hang out there for sure. And he told us a while back about how his bar was buying their own hand-selected barrel of Weller. I remember him talking about this. Uh-huh. Yeah. They picked it out. So this and is they Weller. got it. This is Weller. Barrel this select. Is barrel, and it's barrel strength, too. So it's like Fuck. 114. They went through four different barrels. And they all unanimously chose this one as being the maximum choice. Okay. And there's 190 barrels on Earth. Yeah. Or not bottles. 190 bottles on Earth. Uh-huh. And Cinema has all of them. Uh-huh. You can't get this stuff. Like, unless you go to Cinema and ask for it, this doesn't exist. Dude. And after it's gone, it won't exist anymore. This Fuck is yes. very fucking special. Cheers to Roger Dean Miller. <laughs> the best. The notorious RDM. And it smells like... Amazing. Weller's the shit. I love, yeah. I used to be able to get it all the time. Yep. Haven't had it in a while. Yeah. I think, actually, the last time I had it was at our uh, our pal Flying Brian's house. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. He had a little bit. Which one? Uh, he had the, the green bottle. Yeah. Yeah. They're all oh, amazing, man. dude. Yeah. That, that red bottle, though. I used to I get love that the all red. the damn time. No, mm-hmm. man. This is truly unique. It is mm-hmm. very, very, very smooth despite the proofage yeah it is as pure as the driven snow okay like that's the first thing i got about out of it i had a little sip last night after i got home from the show as a victory lap as roger intended and i was like man this is like the purest spiciest spring water i've ever had that is amazing that Mm -hmm. oh buddy i I just let that rest in my mouth yeah and it it's like it's like buttered popcorn at the end Yep. Uh uh-huh like a butter toffee kind of flavor. But it's got that good spice to it. It does. Mm-hmm. But it's just so like pure tasting Yeah, to me. there's no... Yeah, there's nothing... It's whiskey. Oh, that yeah. is just pure whiskey. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's good. Seriously. Weller makes awesome stuff. Thank you stuff. so much, Roger. Right? You're the man. We got to get him back on the show so we can get really drunk. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So we definitely <laughs> did that whenever we had him on for the stuff. If you're not listening yeah. to that episode <laughs> and you want to hear what we sound like, rip shit fucking drunk. Yeah. The stuff. Good way to find out. Yeah. Man, somebody somebody messaged me recently because we had talked about how drunk we were on the Wraith and they yeah. were trying to find that episode. So it, whoever that was, if you want to hear us drunk in episodes, 
Check out the stuff. Yeah, the stuff, the wraith, and I'm trying to think what would be like the third drunkest we've ever gotten on the show. Oh, I don't know. Probably I, one of those other ones that we did where we did like a beer tasting video oh, back at the God house and then recorded an episode. Well, that was right the here. situation with the wraith because we, yeah, we did a like. I think two drinking videos, and then we were like, let's record an episode of a podcast. Let's document this forever. (laughs) Good idea. Oh, my God, man. Exquisite, though, right? Isn't that amazing? Amazing. All the Weller stuff is different. Like, I always think that the barrel, or sorry, like the bottle colors are not going to be that different. They are, though, yeah. They taste a lot different, actually. And it's all good. And it's all Mm -hmm. fucking good. Yeah, get any Weller that you can, and go buy cinema and get your pull on this stuff right here. Drink what Man. your boys are having. It's great. It so is fucking so good. good. Thanks, Roger. Yeah. What have you been watching this week, man? Oh, I've been on some awesome shit. Uh, Jackass Forever hit Paramount Plus. I gotta hear about this. Dying uh, to watch it. Okay, so I I hadn't read anything about it, really. I was just... I had watched all the other Jackasses leading up to it. Yeah, last week, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so you got, uh, you know, a lot of the same faces... But they also brought in some some young people. Okay. Uh, some that I've seen before, like Jasper from uh, Loiter Squad and um, Zach, who uh, had been making YouTube videos for a long time, and I'd seen him on like uh, like Tosh Point and stuff like that. He did he did a video where he like jumped into cactus. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like very jackass style. Yeah. And they had him do it for the the movie. They Jesus. Jumped into ca- it oh, was insane. hard pass. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they brought in some young people. They even had a woman, a lady, Rachel. Yes, I thought that I saw a lady in the in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she I, she had been doing uh, videos too. Like all the people they brought in basically were YouTube stars, except for Jasper, who had done Loiter Squad. Okay. Um. So it was all these people who had basically been not listening to the warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're and, not supposed to go out and try yeah. this stuff. And so th- a lot of the the like really wild stuff was done by the the younger kids because all of them are like fifty, late forties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they still did some insane, crazy shit. Like they, I think it basically opens after the main opening, which is Chris Pontius's dick dressed up as a as Godzilla. It's a great opening. That's, it's amazing. I mean, that is jackass yeah. tradition right yeah. there. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> but they they had they did human ramp and they just had like a ramp on top of people laying on top of each other and then like somebody on a bike jumping. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, like at first when I saw it, I was like, fuck! I hope they don't do a motorcycle. And they did. And they did. Yeah. With Zach, who is a very large man <laughs> on the motorcycle, Puts pressure on him, Tars. Yeah. It, <laughs> I was just like, I was thinking like. Would it hurt more or less? Because it would only be brief, right? Sure. Whereas, like, with the bike or a, a skateboard, they'd be on a little bit longer. But then it's still, like, yeah, but a motorcycle weighs, like, 200 pounds. But if you ever had your foot rolled over by a car, it's not that bad. It's actually it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. But if it's going slow, it's really yeah, bad. Yeah, yes, exactly. So, yeah, I was wondering if it, if it would hurt him because the landing was real bad on it. Anyway, overall... Uh, hilarious. I had a great fucking time. I thought it was uh, super fun. Did it give you that nostalgia that we used to have back in the day watching Jackass where you're just like, oh my God, they're not going to do that. And they did it. Yes, yeah. exactly. That kept happening. Yeah. Awesome. Like, I can't wait to see it, man. Snake bites to the lips. Oh, oh fuck me. Mm-hmm. I saw the thing in the trailer with like the spider tube. Oh, yes. That looked uh-huh. horrendous. Yeah. Did they do some like big time gross out stuff in this? Because like, I remember... 
what was that one that they did? I think it was like where you had your like head in a bubble and people like farted into a tube and people like <laughs> yes, throwing up and, in the bubble. And Steve-O ended up puking yeah. into the bubble. Yeah. So fucking gross. Is there any like mega gross out stuff like that? That was always my least mm. favorite. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember anything that was super mega gross out right now. Yeah, because like, oh, wait a second. Did somebody drink pig cum? <laughs> Did somebody? Or was that something else you saw? Or, this no, week? I was thinking, or was that from a past one? Oh, right. I think be. maybe somebody drank. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody drank pig, pig cum. <laughs> oh, <in>. uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, so worth a, worth a watch stuff. overall. Those oh yeah, things. no, okay. I had a blast. I like, uh, I think uh, three and and Jackass Forever are the most fun because they're the least like mean. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I think cause as they got older and just kind of relaxed is when it got more fun because it was more just about self destruction and being funny. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it was great. I, I had a fun time. Um, I also watched a movie called The Feast that Corey recommended on Jack of All Graves. And I think I know that one. It's Welsh. It is on Hulu. I recommend watching it. I really enjoyed it. It was really well shot. But also, you got to pay full attention. Uh, Welsh does this thing where a lot of times it'll sound like English and it tricks your brain into thinking you don't need to read the subtitles, but you have no idea what the fuck anybody's saying. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a strange, strange intonation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So like I kept having that thing happen where I'm like just paying attention to what they're saying and then being like, oh yeah, I don't know what they're saying. (laughs) You need to read this. Gotcha. It also feels like it's probably uh, pretty like rooted in Welsh mythology that I don't know that well. Yeah, I don't know much about that stuff. Yeah. But, um, Overall, yeah, I I really enjoyed. It. It's weird. Cool. Yeah, I like weird. Yeah, <laughs> this this will uh, give you exactly what you want if you like weird. Word. Uh, we also I watched uh, Extraordinary again the other night. So goddamn good. Dude. Yeah, I was just so thinking about good. ghost hunting movies and like then I saw that it it hit Shutter recently and I was like, oh yeah, I got to rewatch that. Man, it's even funnier the second time through because you catch there's just so many little bitty jokes. Like it, it's just a really funny horror comedy. It's totally one of the funniest, yeah. Like most laughs per minute, yeah. Horror comedies that's just ever been filled made. with jokes. It's hysterical, yeah. so good. Um, and then uh, on Friday night we watched Cheerleader Massacre. This sounds up my alley. Okay, so it's from 2003. It's directed oh, by. It's yeah. not old. No, it's not old. Oh, yeah. So that it looks like it was kind of shot on a Motorola razor, but the the thing is, <laughs> it's directed by Jim Winorski, who directed Chopping Mall. Oh, so I'm on board. Um, the sound department and the 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 hair and makeup, those people went hard. Like whoever was working on those things was competent as fuck okay they were doing work also there are 10 minutes of the movie that are undeniably good because they are from slumber party massacre they're not a reshot they are 10 minutes from the movie slumber party massacre what why and cheerleader massacre therefore exists in an alternate universe where when the driller killer is chasing that girl in the gymnasium he doesn't kill her, and she survives. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, what? And then beyond that, it's just it's just uh, porn level acting. 
It's crazy. You're selling of, me so hard on this. I, I don't know really if you're saying this stuff to make it. it sound bad. No, no, no. I you're didn't selling. hate it. I honestly was watching it. It was just like, man, there's something, something charming about cause it. Because the 80s had that where it was like a lot of the movies that people would look back on and say, you know, are bad. Like, the acting isn't bad in most 80s bad horror movies because yeah. there weren't the pool of actors were mostly just talented people. Like, there weren't thousands of actors. Well, there were thousands, but there, now they're, everybody wants to be an actor. So, things get filled up with people who can't necessarily act at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it loses some of those points, but then everything else being done well makes it feel like an 80s slasher type of thing hmm so that's nice but it's also just kind of boring and then i mean it does have it, it's filled with boobs <laughs> just chock full filled chock full of boobs both of them but all all two of them yeah <laughs> um but yeah that, that i don't know there's a sequel and we'll probably check it out sometime but all right then on sunday we watched velocipaster I can't help but imagine that this movie must be about a velociraptor mm-hmm. who is also a pastor. The other way around. Really? Okay, so basically it's a pastor who becomes a were velociraptor. Holy like, fuck, yeah. I'm sold. Well, what? Here's the thing. Don't go into it thinking that will be executed seriously in any way. Well, it shouldn't but, be, No. You will be sold almost instantly, and I don't want to tell you what happens, but but I need it in my life. You're gonna you're be you're gonna see something, and you're gonna say to yourself, "Did that just say that?" <laughs> and you'll probably text me, "Wait, did that?" And yes, it did. It did happen. Do start watching it. Holy shit! If you get five minutes in and you you can't stand it, that's fine. But I guarantee you, it is absurdly comically hilarious, and I'm. Almost positive that's what they intended it to be. Is it like Wolf Cop esque? No. Oh. No, because Wolf Cop is clearly made to be that. Totally. Yeah. This, you'll be questioning sometimes, like, huh, like, did they intend that? <laughs> I think they that did. Awesome. I think all of it is intentionally funny. I believe but that to not. be the case. But maybe not. Where, uh, where's the streaming? <laughs> uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, well, yeah. I have to do yeah, it. Yeah, you have to. I have no excuse. It's only like it's only like seventy minutes, barely a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I loved it. Fuck so much. yeah, well, I gotta watch it. That's one of those ones I've always like scrolled past. Yeah, because it's always on some streaming service, uh-huh. but it's always been like, oh god, is this like fucking Santa Jaws or yeah, exactly any that's, of those number of like that's deliberately what you're thinking going in, and that's why I never wanted to watch. Yeah, it. Is totally. It, is it just going to be Mega Shark versus Giant Squid or where what the it's fuck just ever? like? This is boring, and like, there's a couple of jokes, and it's like, oh, ha, 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 and then you got 70 minutes of nothing. nothing good. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is filled with awesome. I need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Okay. Well, I got to check that out, too. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, that's all I've watched. What about you? Word. Dude, I've watched a couple two tree things this week. I watched VHS ninety four. Oh fuck yeah, Hail Ratma! I'd heard yeah, Hail Ratma. Holy <laughs> fuck, man! I'd heard a lot of people talking about it. it was like one of the best movies of, of last year. So I was like, was well, really I need to watch good. it, man. It. We did the original here on the show. Yeah, a little while Which back. I didn't love. No, we have some we, problems with that. But two is good. Two is good. And I liked ninety four. I didn't. I like didn't watch the, Viral. I didn't like it. Okay, but 
I would rewatch it. Maybe maybe I just was in a bad mood or something. Ninety four is pretty dope. Yeah, man. I liked it a lot. It's maybe better than VHS two. It might be the best of the whole mm-hmm. series. I think. Yeah, because VHS two, uh, the segment, the cult segment. Yeah, I can't remember the director's name. He's Indonesian or Malaysian. Malaysian. Malaysian guy. Yeah. Malaysian, and he directed a segment in '94 that is my favorite segment of any VHS it is segment. Bonkers. It's so crazy. It is bananas, dude. <laughs> It's like Tetsuo the Iron Man yeah. as a VHS found footage horror yes. movie. It's, it's so cool. crazy, man. I loved it. But dude, it's like, yeah, the, the Ratma sket, the Ratman thing, yeah. that was nuts and genuinely really creepy yeah, at times. Yeah, very creepy. And uh, I loved all the wraparound segments of the like shitty, like, you know, it feels um, it feels like 90s news. It's what that Kostansky entire one did felt one like. one of those. Yeah, the yeah. Vegematic thing. Uh-huh. That was fucking awesome. And uh, the, yes, the Ratman thing was really dope. The, the crazy, like... I guess they're like domestic terrorists. Uh-huh. That took a turn. That I was like, did. what in the yes. fuck? Yes, yes it did. Yeah. That was pretty rad. Uh-huh. Yeah, the uh the crazy cyborg one. Mm-hmm. That was my fave. Was nuts. I can totally see why. I'm trying to remember what the other segment in there was. There's one I'm leaving out. Oh, it's been a while since I watched it. I can't yeah. remember, yeah. But I remember enjoying all of them pretty damn well. God damn, that was so good. That Weller is like... so good, man. I know. It's insane. <laughs> it just went down so smooth it that does. I was just like did I even Did that drink? just happen? Yeah, like, mm, so good. Anyway. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, VHS 94, I liked it quite a lot, man. Definitely worth a watch, I think. Uh, we watched Kimmy, that new Steve yeah, Soderbergh movie. I've, I've seen that on uh, HBO Max, right? Yeah, it I is. I watched it. Uh, and it's a tight movie. It's like an hour and a half. Okay. Really well shot. It's okay. a really, really simple movie. All right. That I think kind of deals with some of the ethical questions about, you know, when we have technology that listens to us all the time. Uh-huh. How do we deal with that, and what can the repercussions be? Hmm. But it's also cool, too, because it it's a movie that exists in a post-COVID world where it also explores, like a lot of people went through and are still going through, where it's just like, after you've been locked into your house for a year, yeah. you know, there's feelings of agoraphobia and maybe not right. wanting yeah. to leave. I, I had a legitimate really hard time getting back to any semblance of normal life after oh, living with that mindset for so long. You know? <laughs> I, I definitely haven't, uh, like, well, shit's still not normal. Yeah, so. exactly. Like I, I still feel like, cause like you think, you think, you know, people, and then you realize like, Oh, I'll go over to somebody's house and then they'll be like, ah, man, I, I think this might be sinuses or whatever. And it's like, hold on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could have told me before Just I got tell me here. No, I'm leaving. now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, no, I it, it's yeah, it's it's been a hard adjustment because it's not over. No, and we can't really predict what's gonna happen. No, with it. Yeah. so it and deals with that. In a we're real celebrating way. like seven hundred deaths a day now Woo! because it's not what it was. <laughs> wow, but it's like that's it's not so good. much. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's a whole lot. So yeah, it deals with the the kind of repercussions of that, which I thought was cool to see that being explored in a movie. Uh huh. Pretty cool flick. Again, it's simple. It's a good like okay. uh, Saturday matinee kind of watch. All right, I enjoyed it. And uh, what's her name in there? Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Man, she's great. She's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, people are mad at her. Now. Oh, they are. Why? Uh, she said something about Will Smith, and somebody brought up something she did in the past, and then everybody was like, "I didn't know she did that." And I, I didn't read about it. I don't care. So read about it. Maybe yeah. it was terrible. Whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Everybody's terrible. Everybody in Hollywood terrible. is terrible. If you just hold that as the standard, it uh-huh. makes everything a lot more easy to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. pretty much. 
Uh, we watched Attack of the Hollywood Clichés on Netflix. It's just one of those kind of one-off specials. Oh, okay. With old Robert Lowe. Robert Lowe. Rob Lowe, okay. he's known as. Uh-huh. It's just a fun, easy watch, man. Totally just What's a good... Yeah, you know, it's just about all these different clichés that we use in movies and where some of them came from and how oh, films okay. have used them. So it's everything from like Wilhelm screams... Mm-hmm. To uh, you know, car chases yeah. and uh, mirror scares. There's some horror stuff in there that's that's cool that they okay. deal with. It's an easy, fun, silly watch, man. Okay, one of those Netflix. So just kind of a film history type of thing, but in a yeah. fun, in a fun topical yeah. kind of way. Gotcha. It's all right. Cool. Worth a watch. I think that's about it for me, dude. All I think right. that is about it. The, well, yeah, the rest you've been of my busy life. as hell. <laughs> Fuck, man. It's just been consumed with so many fucking projects. I just rapped this morning working on the, the stuff Mashuga does rapping? video. I was rapping on it. Yeah, you were rapping rap on Mashuga. Okay. Just finished that thing up. Uh, it'll be out well before this episode comes out. So hopefully that thing goes over really well. Yeah. Hopefully you guys check that out on the channel. It has been exhausting. Yeah, I bet. But good. Yeah, but good. I good. like being busy, man. Now, Steve, this here movie, mm-hmm. it deals with haints. Mm-hmm. It does. It deals with boogers. They are boogers. And you know what haints do? They haunt. Haints haunt. Haints haunt. Mm-hmm. It got me to thinking about some stuff, too. How about we get on into that preview palace? Welcome to the preview palace. Yeah. And I want to talk about some people mm-hmm. and maybe... Where they would haunt if they was a haint. Okay. All right. If you was a booger, where would you boog? Okay. You know, it's that kind of thing. We compiled a little list right here earlier mm-hmm. about some pop culture figures. And we want to talk to you guys about where we think they're going to haunt in the great beyond, 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 yeah, beyond, beyond, beyond. beyond. All right, Steve, let's kick this off right here. One of these days, we're going to live in a world mm-hmm. that's free of Cold Stone Cream Austin. Oh, no. I can't bear to think about it. No. I can't bear to think about a world without Steve Austin himself. What are we going to do? What are we going to do whenever he shuffles loose his mortal call? Yeah. Where's he going to haunt at, you think? I think, I mean, thinking of Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's probably going to haunt the beer section. I love this. Of uh, a nearby grocery store. Like the beer cave, I hope. Like the beer cave at a gas station. The beer cave at a gas station. Yes. Yeah. I love this. And Maybe you, you, you see a silhouette in the foggy mist. Yeah. I love and it. And just every once in a while, a customer will just feel suddenly a kick in the stomach. Ooh. And they'll just suddenly fall to their knees and pop back up a little bit. <laughs> just like walk around stunned. a little bit rock style. Uh, and then uh, uh. fall face down. Nobody took a stunner like The Rock. The that Rock, is a fact. Do you remember the one where uh, Stone Cold had tossed him a beer and he was drinking the beer with Stone Cold and then Stone Cold like flipped him off and stunned him. <laughs> Double birds. And then The Rock did a little walk, drank some of the beer. No. And did a little twirl down. <laughs> God damn it. That's incredible, yeah. man. We always knew he was going to be an actor, right? Even For before real. he did yeah. it. Like, the man's a performer. Yeah. He's Born a performer. To do you know, now that you mention it, though, I have been in a lonely beer cooler a time or two after midnight yeah. and just felt a ominous suspicion uh-huh. like somebody just shot me the double birds. Yeah, and then suddenly you just hear a, a glass bottle drop. <laughs> what was that? It's the ghost of Stone Cold. <laughs> 
He's definitely haunting up the beer cave. Yeah, I think you're right, right yeah. there. That's and really he's going to be out there in the middle of Texas where he lives now, just like in the middle of nowhere. So nobody believes it. Everybody will just be like, oh, it's just some backwoods Texas nonsense. And I think the only way to dispel his spirit and, and quiet him in the afterlife is you got to, after you grab your, your case keystone uh-huh. right there in the beer cooler, you just got to pop a tab and just fucking shotgun one for the rattlesnake. Yeah, real quick. Just, just slam it. Yeah, nobody will say anything at, at that gas station. Nope, <laughs> they, they don't know. They think a thing of it. They know. He's appeasing the spirits. It's okay. Let him be. Leave him Let be. Him be. <laughs> Son, leave him be. He's just keeping He's the spirits happy. He's the spirit of Stone Cold. I just slam at a keystone in the beer cave. I like it. And the, the, when you do that, you look over and now he's stunning Steve Austin. <laughs> wow, He's angelic. got the long blonde hair and he just nods at Nods you. at you. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about old jackass right there, man. Yeah. Steve-O. I'm shocked Steve-O's still alive, frankly. <laughs> Let's is, be honest. He is, he is too. too. Yeah. yeah. As he says... Why do I have to be Steve-O today? It yeah. sucks to be Steve-O. Yeah, it does. What do you think that guy's going to haunt? Where do you think he's going to? I think he's going to haunt a shit-filled, a shit-filled uh, 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 porta potty Oh, oh, yeah. oh my God. Like, yeah. He's just going to loom in that thing he's for He's going to be looming in that thing. Yeah, and you'll, you'll sit down... And suddenly you just feel a knock on the nuts, <laughs> maybe it like maybe a, a scorpion bite to the to the yeah, lip yeah, or something. Okay, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Uh-huh. And then you hear his crazy ass voice. I can't even imitate it. <laughs> no, his voice no. has gotten so crazy yeah. over the years too, man. <laughs> See, I was thinking that Steve-O would want to maybe finally be at rest in the afterlife. So yeah. I'm thinking he's going to one of the most soft cushy oh okay you know easy going places store. in the world that's exactly what there i was saying a mattress store maybe even a bouncy house <laughs> that would be great you know you, somewhere you where everything's soft please yeah. you, you just the kids come out and they're like we were bouncing with the man <laughs> the man with the, the tattoo man. of himself <laughs> and everybody's just like what are these what kids the talking are they about talk? i think they're talking about steve-o <laughs> did you rent a bouncy house that's haunted by steve-o <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. That'd be great, honestly. Probably a good place for uh-huh. him. Where do you think Andy Kaufman is haunting right now? I think Andy Kaufman is not haunting, and he thinks that's super profound. Oh, so like probably like, like the place where they expect him to haunt because it's yeah. like the room he died in or whatever, and he's like, I'm just yeah. not going to haunt he's at that, that He's at that cafe or diner where he would uh, bust tables when he was famous oh, yeah, and yeah. pretend he wasn't Andy Kaufman. He's there, and he's just in the walls, and every once in a while, like somebody will hit, hear him giggling to himself about how well it's going not haunting the place. <laughs> that would be his long game yeah. joke, wouldn't it? Yeah, and then one true. day he'll just pop out and be like, ta-da, and everybody like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Go surreal. <laughs> We're not laughing. We're running away. <laughs> but, yeah, No, there'll be like two dudes there like, fuck, I knew it. I knew, I knew it. it. I fucking knew it. This guy's the best. This yes. guy is the best. The best. I'm going to explain it to you at a party for 45 minutes. Fuck. <laughs> See, I was thinking that he would be off doing something, something like like really annoying. You know? Yeah, probably. Just general, like everyday mundane stuff mm-hmm. that kind of pisses you off. Yeah. Like, I think he's haunting probably like the the inside of like an inkjet printer <laughs> and just slowly dribbling your cyan out. Oh, no. So you just go to like print a black and white document and it's, and it's just like, like, can't, no cyan. I don't need cyan. Can't. Can't. Can't do it. And then you hear him giggle. Yeah. Yeah. He would think that's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. 
So yeah, that that's Andy Kaufman. Let's throw it on to the onto the horror world okay. right here. You're wearing this man on your shirt right now. That's right. A psycho gore man. Yeah. Intergalactic destructor himself, man. Where do you think PG is going after he's dead? Now, I I was thinking like it would be some huge like intergalactic type of thing, but I think no, he'll be he'll be cursed. For all of his murdering oh, and rampaging. He did do a lot of that. And he will be stuck in the crazy ball. <laughs> oh, man. He's getting like Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. He's oh. just inside there like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. You know, mad. Uh, and yeah, getting butt shots and whatnot, all that. <laughs> Get the butt bonus. <laughs> the butt bonus. Damn, man. Yeah, that that would be a fitting punishment uh-huh. for his crimes against yeah. the galaxy. Or if he were to haunt the stomach of the person who killed him. Yeah. 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 Like, they like don't that. give him a warrior's death, so his spirit, like, haunts the their insides. Yeah. That would be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Like, so that's a movie. I would watch that movie, basically period. Basically, you get IBS or whatever. I don't Probably. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when they're like, oh, my throat, you just hear him laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, just really into it. I was thinking if he had his druthers, uh-huh. based on what he saw here on Earth, mm-hmm. I think he's going to end up spending his eternal afterlife, maybe in, like, a... Like a Chippendale dancer rehearsal uh, studio, <laughs> yeah. Okay, just so you can just scope out hunky boys. Yeah, I was gonna say for all a, time. You're, you're coming up with these like nice heavenly sort kind of thinking idea. I'm trying to treat That's them pretty nice, good, yeah. you know. I'm trying to treat them uh-huh. right. I would want to be treated the same way. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So I think that that's probably where he would want to be if he wasn't yeah. getting punished for his crimes against Bunch of Galaxy. Hunky boys. Just... just checking the hunks out. <laughs> I love it. That's what he learned here on Earth. He didn't learn about the power of love or anything like that. <laughs> he just learned. He, th- he thought he didn't care about hunky boys. Right. He learned. Turns out. I do. I do, in fact, care about hunky <laughs> or boys. do I? <laughs> the best, man. Where do you think the gimp's going? <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking the gimp from uh, Pulp Fiction. That's right. This is a, this is the man who voluntarily is dressed in in leather and and kept in a a trunk. Yep. Until he's brought out to be used for sex. Yep. Huh. I think it seems like the place he loves is that trunk. So I think his spirit haunts that trunk, and then it's sought after by. Uh, people who are into ghosts and also S&M. So you're saying this is like Hellraiser 10. Yes. And so like... You, the GIMP configuration. Right, the GIMP configuration. Dude, that sounds badass. It actually that does. That is at least better than 90% of the Hellraiser 100%. movies that have actually been made. The GIMP configuration. I'd Sign watch me up. It. I'd yeah. fucking watch that. Trademark Dad Lovely. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Holy shit. I would totally fucking watch that. Yeah, so you know. This is cool. And maybe like, maybe part of the story is... That these people kill each other to get the trunk. Yeah. Like, that's how g- good fucking the gimp ghost is. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Big Necro. Big Necro way into it. For yeah. sure. Damn, man. <laughs> so, what I was thinking about, we were talking on, on the show last week about mm-hmm. um, unconventionally fuckable aliens. Of right. Uh-huh. Uh, UFAs and their UFOs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about those aliens from Fire in the Sky. Okay. And I was saying, I was like, man, they're really not into consent. You just spend your entire time like locked up in that right. pod until uh-huh. they summon you out to probe on you and do all kinds of stuff. Sounds like... I think he haunts their UFO. Yeah. I think he's like, this sounds sweet. 
every time they're trying to do like a procedure, he's like, oh, maybe I could, you know, you trust it on me. They're like, oh, go away the gimp, damn it. We've inspected you like 10 times today. <laughs> We're doing science here. This isn't fucking sexy stuff, gimp. Oh, all right, fine. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, fine, fine, fine. Bring him back over. Bring him back over. Get out the fucking probe again. We'll probe him up. We'll do it again. Jesus. Bring out the gimp. Ooh. I mean, space Jesus. Space Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> they they would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, that's where he's going. Who else we got on the list? How about we shake this thing up right here? Let's talk about maybe one of the most beloved Muppets in my okay. life. A Gonzo. Oh, man. Gonzo. You Ghost know where he Gonzo, wants to be? Man. Chicken coop. coop. 24-7. 24-7. Cooping. 20 hours a day, uh-huh. 47 weeks out of the year. Yeah. He's just <laughs> jerking off the chickens, I guess. I think that he would. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where he would go. I think he's yeah. he's getting a full, like, he's like peeping up that nest. He's getting those under nest shots and stuff like that. Under nest. Under nest. The farmer comes out to get the eggs. He's like, what's all this fucking white shit all <laughs> ectoplasm. over Ectoplasm. Again, this goes ectoplasm. Yeah. It's just fucking ghost jizz. We've talked about this. <laughs> Gonzo's keeping it going. Absolutely. Continuing to prove. That's how Gonzo does Our it. theory. I like it. I think that's definitely where he's hanging yeah, out, too. 100%. All right, Steve. This is one I'm dying to know about. Okay. Where do you think Pee Wee Herman <laughs> is spending the great beyond? Um... I think Pee-wee Herman um, is probably haunting that bar where he danced to tequila. <laughs> with the platform shoes. With the platform shoes. And just once a night, every single night, the jukebox suddenly starts playing tequila. And people's <laughs> drinks on the bar just start flying off the bar <laughs> as the he's dancing. It's the ghost himself. Yeah. He is here. He is, he here. is here. Yeah. And somebody says, it's a ghost. And they hear, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> ah! Yeah. He turns it around on them, makes them think they're a ghost. I'm really wondering, now that we're talking about the song Tequila, which is the greatest karaoke song of all time. Sure. Could you imagine if we got one of those things where somebody puts out like a really dark, serious movie and they do like the new version of that song that's like really slow and sad and dark sounding? And I think it's like Billie Eilish, and she goes, tequila. <laughs> and somebody like gets hit by a drunk driver in the trailer or something. Yeah, and then loud bass hit. Boom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom. It'd be right there, right at the crescendo. The slow, sad, modern version yeah, of tequila. Yeah, cut to serious face, Cheech Marin. <laughs> We've got pussy. <laughs> it's a it's a from dust till dawn remake. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But Cheech Marin is still in it, playing the exact same character. Yes. I like it, man. I'm here for that. Okay, here's a good one right here. In life, <laughs> turn this guy into a Cenobite. We got to do Hellraiser four just to do. We have to. Yeah, just more. more in life. In life. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy on this earth. What's so proud of his pillow? Okay. Let's call him the My Pillow guy. Let's call him that. Yeah. That smarmy piece of shit. Yeah, Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell. Full on piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you think he's going to? What's All he right. doing? So I I don't know if we've talked about this before on the podcast, but the commercial <laughs> for the My Pillow I mean, there's a good chance we've already talked about the My Pillow guy on our horror movie podcast. One hundred percent. So there's good yeah. chance. <laughs> so <laughs> the commercial for My Pillow was a couple opening their medicine cabinet. And Mike Lindell was on the other side, For like real? fucking Candyman. <laughs> 
behind the medicine cabinet yeah. door. He was in there. Yeah, so That's I th- terrifying. I think he just haunts a certain apartment building. Maybe yes. maybe Cabrini Green. Could be Cabrini yeah. Green. Yeah. <laughs> he just anybody who has a my pillow, if they open up their medicine cabinet while talking about their my pillow, he appears. <laughs> Wearing a blue shirt with a cross over the the collar. Oh, oh my God! God, that that says I didn't used to have a crack habit. No, not no. him. Uh-uh. But surely he, not. He sure, he's did. a good man. Yep. who was definitely a crackhead. Yeah, for 100%. fucking sure. I like this idea because it's like somebody just you know innocently walks into the bathroom and they're like, "Man, I really love my pillow. My pillow is so nice. <laughs> I think I'll go to sleep right now with." My pillow, he appears. Oh shit, <laughs> he's here. In that, okay, just the weird thing about the commercial is the end of the commercial is it cuts back from Mike Lindell inside their mirror, and they're dressed like Mike Lindell now. What? I think that happened, or maybe that was a fucking weird acid dream I had, movie. or something. This is just a horror movie. If that didn't happen. I think Emily and I must have come up with it one night. Because we used to see that commercial a lot on the Game Show Network. Word. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good idea of where he's spinning the great beyond me. Hell yeah. Just hating up. Hating up. Like just the Candyman. white people apartment. <laughs> yes. Now, here's it a good has, question. It has, like, none of the meaning of Candyman. No. no. He's just a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's a good question. When you've got somebody that exists on this earth in, in some sort of crazy mortal body, but is actually a fifth dimensional creature okay i'm talking about bootsy collins bootsy collins the interdimensional funk master bootsy Uh collins himself again one day in our lifetimes we might see life without bootsy i I mean i sure hope not i I hope hope the the world ends before that day yeah me too Mm -hmm. be fine yeah fine by me where do you think that guy's going considering he's already in as we have discussed the Mm -hmm. fifth dimension which is funk yeah the body on Earth is just an illusion. The real Absolutely. Bootsy is out there. Well, I think that means then he exists wherever the funk exists. Wow. If you're in a bar and they're playing a funk song, Bootsy is with you. Wherever the funk resides. Wherever the funk resides. He's like, uh, I- I'm one with the funk. The funk yeah. is one with me. It's like yeah. Jedi shit, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. And you might see him as a force ghost. Fuck. Yeah. Bootsy as a force ghost? You might hear it behind you. It's Bootsy, baby. <gasps> and you turn around. He's here. Force ghost. <laughs> and Yoda's with him. And Hayden Christensen. And Bootsy's playing a sick-ass bass Yeah, he's... With a star-shaped bass. Yeah. Bad I like hell. it. Yeah. I like this, too. It's, it's just this idea that after he joins truly the fifth dimension of mm-hmm. funk, it's like he's everywhere all the time. All the time. He could be in two places at once. If funk songs are playing, he's there. I love it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other way he would like to spend If you're a little life. kid and you're just fucking around on your base, and then suddenly you just start to see like glimmers, just glimmers. Yeah. Of, you just start to follow that. That's when you find the funk. He's with you. And then suddenly he appears and you're like, I got the fucking funk. Yeah. That's right. He's yeah. here. It's like in a good way. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's here. He's here. He's here, man. Yeah. I'm going to say that next time I'm playing a funky bass line He's at here. a show. But yeah. <laughs> he is here for sure, man. All right. One last one. Okay. This is one that I think could take some interesting directions. Let's go with another razzler. Mm-hmm. Let's go with one of the heels that haunted our childhoods. Uh-huh. What do you know about one? Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man. Well, I could see him... I mean, I could see him haunting a few different places. Yeah? Like a boardroom, maybe. Or, For sure, yeah. 
Maybe a bank vault. Maybe a bank vault. Yeah, you maybe love it there. Maybe he's in a bank vault, and uh, and you know, every morning when they they open it up, just the person who opens it every they hear slightly. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe one night somebody breaks in. They're okay, gonna rob yeah. the vault, and then just all of a sudden they hear. Money, 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 money. Oh, yeah. man. Unmistakable. Yeah. And then they just start getting beat the hell out of from all sorts of directions. They don't know what's happening. And it's Virgil. It's Virgil. It's Virgil, dude. <laughs> Virgil showed up to help out the million dollar man. I like it. And then he's like, would you like an autograph? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Virgil. Oh, poor Virgil, yeah. man. I was kind of thinking along those same lines. I was thinking he'd probably like haunt an ATM. Yeah. Somewhere with money. Yeah. You know, like you, you put your card in, you try to get like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it only spits out like 18, and you're like, what the fuck? And like on the screen, there's a little message that just says, everybody has a price. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. $2 deducted yeah. as processing fee. Ha, 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 ha. A fucking million dollar million man. Million dollar man. He's just it, having his laughs to beyond the bitter end. I, the, rich asshole will always be a good heel Hella type. heel, man. Always. Hella. Uh huh. It's great. Everybody <laughs> agrees. Going. Fuck that dude. Fuck that guy, right? <laughs> I want to know about your all's haint haunting predictions over on our Facebook page. Be sure to go over there, hang out. We've been having a good old time, some good old discussions and so on. Lately, yeah, so been having fun. Hang out on that Facebook group and let us know about your favorite haint haunting possibilities. We gonna crack open a cold beer? I think we are too. How about we just keep on brand here and have a beer that old Roger Dean Miller himself gave us yeah. some time ago. We've actually tried this before, and we know it's good. Um, it is the Bumble, uh, it's Fathead Brewery. Fats, Fathead's Brewery. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to make it. Uh, Fathead's Brewery, Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale. It is award winning, it says here. And I remember it being awesome. I give it an award for the best beer I've had all day. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Is it the first? It's got two awards. Well? Yeah, well, okay, but that's unrelated. Okay. It'd be the best beer I've had all day uh, in multiple days. I do I remember say. it's delicious. Last it's got a light time, blueberry flavor. Yeah, it's amazing. I do remember last time we had this and I poured it out. And I was like, "It's not blue." I know, right? But it still it smells immediately like blueberries, blueberries so. and honey, and it's so good, man. Yeah. I've poured mine out here with a mighty froth. I hard poured that thing a little bit, and it's reminded <laughs> me of something that happened today, man. We bought some it. hot sauce a couple months ago from a local place. Mm-hmm. And so basically mm-hmm. it was like a naturally fermented hot sauce. Mm-hmm. And they told us, hey, you'll want to like loosen that cap every now and then. Oh, because it's fermented. It can explode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we didn't do that. Ah. So we had some tamales for lunch today. And it's like, hey, let's try that there hot sauce. Why don't we? Uh-huh. Dude, Kate popped the top off of it. Uh-huh. I'm not fucking exaggerating. Literally half of the bottle yeah. shot out all over the entire <laughs> fuck dude. Like we were watching a Try Guys video on the laptop. Laptop's fucking covered. Oh, Kate fuck. had a book on the counter covered. Oh, she was she opened it so she was just I mean covered covered in, in hot fucking sauce. hot sauce. It was like there were spatters of this shit. Probably yeah. six and a half, seven feet away from the bottle. It <laughs> exploded. Fermented stuff. Because like uh, when I when I was in Russia as a Mormon missionary back when I was Mormon, if you don't know I was Mormon, hey, uh, 
Welcome to the show. I'm coming up. <laughs> I'm not a Mormon no more. I got the world to see. Do, do, do. Um, Gonna drink some tea. <laughs> so, drink some coffee. Sorry, you gotta, you gotta cut me off. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> so this this nice lady, she gave us some... Nice lady. Yeah, nice lady. She gave us some kvass that she had made at home. Kvass is basically uh, a bread soda. Okay. But, but it basically That's tastes... beer, right? Yeah, it tastes kind of <laughs> like beer, but it's 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 really just a light kind of refreshing thing. Um, well, I kind like I kind of forgot about it, and we had it sitting in the cabinet for a while. And uh, after a while, it was like, oh, I'm going to try some of that fast. We'd probably had it a month. Well, when I opened it, it <laughs> seriously, again, like you said, half the bottle yeah. came out almost instantly. It's insane. And it, I was just covered, and I, our entire bathroom was covered because I was like opening it in the hall, and it started to explode. And I like dove into the bathroom. Oh, see, this is a slow motion yeah. leap. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> no. like that. Like, oh fuck! Because <laughs> the ba- bathroom can get dirty, right? Yeah. Not a hall. That's uh-uh. gross. <laughs> anyway, I was cleaning up fuss for a long time, and our bathroom <laughs> smelled like bread soda for oh quite a while. Damn, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I just got a, a tug on this beer here, and it's so, it's so fucking good, good yeah. dude. It has that like really light like blueberry waffle kind of taste, because it's oh. bready like a beer, but you also yeah. got that blueberry sweetness in there, and the yeah. honey in there is like nice and bright, but it's not too sweet. Like This is one of those types of beers that could get too sugary really oh, yeah. fast. Yeah, when you're talking about doesn't. blueberries and honey, yeah, it could easily be too sugary, but it, it's not at all. It's, this is great. That's so yeah. fucking good, man. All right, Steve, we are here today. Uh-huh. To be talking about the Innkeepers. <laughs> the Innkeepers by Ty West. Yeah. Trivia. Yeah. That's actually short for Bowtie West. Bowtie his, West. His first name is Bo. Uh-huh. Middle name of Ty. Uh-huh. Bowtie West. Last name of West. Mm-hmm. Bowtie. That's why he never wears bow ties. He's heard it all. Ain't no son of mine not gonna be fancy. His name will be Bowtie. Said his dad. His dad who drove a limousine. <laughs> fanciest thing you that can drive. Fancy. It's fucking yeah. fancy as fuck, man. Name a classier car. Uh-huh. Come Can't. on. Old Bowtie West, man. I recently seen his new flick, X, which I cannot wait for you to fucking Yeah, watch, I really, man. really want to see You are going it. to love it. I'm excited. Myself and my wife, we did a mini-sode on it. Uh-huh. And uh, highly, highly recommend it, man. We are big fans of this guy mm-hmm. over in these parts. We mm-hmm. did House of the Devil a long time ago on the show. Yep, still remains one of my favorite, just go to horror movies anytime. Yeah, I know. I've, yeah, I've recently I watched House of the Devil again. I think last October. I've recently watched The Sacrament. Recently rewatched The Innkeepers. Even before we decided oh, to right. do this, yeah, yeah. like. There are movies I go back to. I still haven't seen the Western. I still haven't watched it. Valley of Violence yet. is good. I, I really enjoyed watch it. it. Yeah. Is it like horror-ish at no. all? No, it's just, it's just a, Western. a Western. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I, I shows I re- range on us. He does have range. It is a good Western. It's solid. Fuck yeah, man. I enjoy Ty West movies a lot. And uh, going into this, I got to tell you, I kind of learned something and felt a little bit dumb. I thought this was his first movie. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Because I saw House of the Devil yeah. first, and then I saw The Innkeepers. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody like I knew I was watching it with told me mistakenly. They were like, oh, yeah, this Maybe. is the first yeah. movie. Maybe it was just a mistake, and it stuck in my brain. But mm-hmm. even watching this movie, it feels like it should be his first movie to okay. me. I feel like there's a lot of the same things that work so well in House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. 
Only in this movie, they're like, okay, he's still kind of working through some of the ideas of how to build that tension and do that slow burn mm. pacing. I almost feel like House of the Devil is more developed, but only in certain ways. Yeah, I think this is a different tone it by is. far. Though, yeah. I mean, there is some like comedy moments in House of the Devil. This is you definitely tell it by the same director. Yes, yeah. you can for sure. But th- this is supposed to have funny moments throughout. Uh, up until the end, where it finally settles into the fully dark tone. And X does that funny. very well, too. Okay. Extremely well. Cool. There's some good humorous stuff until yeah. it ain't funny no more. Right. You know, nobody can joke at this point in right. the story, so exactly. it's fucking serious. I like that. I like that yeah. feel the, that he has to his movies. Because, like, I think the sacrament doesn't have that as much. It is much more trying to go for, you know, looking like a... a Vice documentary. Yeah, about Jonestown. About Jonestown. Yeah. And yeah, there's not as not much humor to it really. But yeah, House of the Devil and, and this, they do they do try to like integrate humor in, in ways that actually develop the tension. Because yeah. you, you get those moments that are kinda like respites where you get to just kinda chill because it's all gonna be funny and then something happens that like reintroduces the tension and yeah. you're like, Oh right. Totally. Yeah. It does, man. This movie does that really well, too, because there's so many moments in this movie where something intense and scary will happen, Mm -hmm. and then all that tension is kind of, like, immediately sapped away by, like, somebody in their drawers. Yep. There's a couple, like, scenes in this in particular, which is, like, tension and somebody in the drawers. Yep. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, because... It brings it, you back to reality. Like, that's does. how it would be in those moments where you're like, holy shit, I just saw a ghost. I gotta go knock on dude's door and tell him, oh, man, he's in these... Really depressing, just saggy looking right. underpants. Like it's not like you wouldn't notice that just because you just got scared. Yeah. So well, it's like realistic in the and way it, it keeps does that. you guessing too, because you 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 see that basically you're watching a ghost hunting horror movie that doesn't have to end in death. That doesn't have to end in anybody getting hurt. No, it could just end in people being scared out of the hotel or realizing like they're out of their depth. I mean, that's how much. fucking Poltergeist and Amityville yeah. and all those Absolutely. work. Yeah. They, they could get away at the end, and the tone makes you feel like that's a possibility that it's just you know going to kind of end with them seeing too much and being too scared, because we see that happen with Luke near the end. Like, he runs out, and then he comes back, like, because he was just over, he was over his head way too much like he he really just couldn't handle the moment and you think like maybe that's the big crescendo but no it's it's leading to someone dying <laughs> like yeah it's totally. leading to so like that tension at the end gets real bad especially when she's like knocking on the doors and it's like what if she does get out you know it's possible but she doesn't right she don't make it yeah she die. yeah the, the tension in this movie is really interesting and i think it's really well done in that I think that we have these characters in this movie that are working these menial jobs. It's very Clerks-like in that way to me, where it's just like, these are normal people working a normal job that they don't really care about. Yeah. Probably also, too, you know, with with the age ranges of our two main characters, Claire and and Mm -hmm. Luke, I think they're both at that point in their lives where they're like, am I fucking doing this right? Is this all there is in life? Yeah. And then they're also confronted with like, and then there's maybe this afterlife because ghosts. Right. It's it's interesting because she she's about she's twenty five he says quarter life crisis or whatever so she's yeah. around twenty five and you know I I think everybody in their mid twenties just starts to feel like what am I doing with my life like even if you're doing a thing 
you think like, is this the thing I want to be doing? Everybody starts questioning stuff around then. Well, especially when like your boomer parents had you know a house and five acres yes. and two kids by the time they were twenty one, and you're like, yeah. is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Because I am not ready. And that is exactly one of the themes of this movie is just like this idea of like this world where we were supposed to go to college and then like make a, a life, but like the reality is that it, you're probably just going to be working a dead end job. That you don't care about. That you yeah. don't care about. And, like, even now when you look at this, like, she says at one point, like, um, she says, why do people have such high expectations? And I thought about it, and we are just 11 years later, and I don't think anybody has high expectations anymore for the upcoming generation to get jobs and have these, like successful careers and houses and things. Yeah, you've been out of college for a year. Why don't you have your life together yeah. and know exactly what your entire life plan is? I, I do feel like that expectation is lifted It's gone, a bit. yeah. It was definitely there for us. Yeah, and the boomers still have it, but nobody nobody cares what boomers think. Yeah, nobody's really taking them all that seriously. Yeah, no, it's just like, boomers. oh, sweet. Cool, so the, thanks. The lead generation thinks that we're dumb. Yeah, gotcha. neat, cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> thanks for the insight with your lead poisoning the, brain. The generation that got it the easiest. Literally. Is. Why and, didn't you do what I did? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do feel like, especially with, with the younger generation and people coming up right now, I feel like there is much more of an okayness with being like, okay, I'm in my mid-20s. I have an apartment. I'm still figuring my I'm shit fine. out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Or even if I'm couch surfing. I got a couch to stay on. That's fine. That's, that's good. That's fine. <laughs> Honestly, like at 25, that sounds fine to me yeah. now. Yeah. And again, maybe we're completely wrong and our late 30s bubbles are informing us completely incorrectly, yeah. but that's just the vibe that I get anyway. Yeah, no, I just don't think... I just Yeah, I, I think that people want the best for their kids still, but they know to not expect that anymore. Like, kids are probably going to still be living with you at 25. Yeah. Like, well, the thing that I was thinking about with this too, with them being stuck in this, you know, this job that neither of them really likes, like they're entirely right. doing this to pay the bill... I think that even the setting of having it in this, uh, I keep wanting to say hotel. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what, what do you mean? It's, the, it's an inn. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's an okay, inn. right. Sorry. Because it's like a house, basically. Right, yeah. So even with the setting of it being, you know, they're the two people that tend to this inn. They're always there. The guests come and go. Yes. It's almost like they are haunting this building exactly, as living yeah. people. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and much like ghosts. Not being pretty mundane. Yeah. Not and doing also much. Mainly being ignored. Mainly being ignored, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that that's kind of some of the messaging that's sort of coded into this is just living that kind of dead end job yep. and having that, like, am I supposed to have my life figured out by now? Yeah. You're essentially just a fucking ghost. Which, I mean, Ty West is, is associated kind of tangentially with the Mumblecore movement. I'm so glad you brought this up. Yeah. I've been waiting for this opportunity yeah. for a while because. This is a term that we've used on the show many times. Right. You've said it many times on the show. Uh-huh. I think I still don't know what it means. Okay. <laughs> I so, just kind of nod my head and go, yeah, 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 yeah right, totally. Right, yeah. Coming clean. I don't think I know what that is. Okay, so Mumblecore <laughs> movies are are uh, often uh, uh, no-budget to micro-budget movies. Stuff we you can sh- afford. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, very often don't have a script or just have vague things that are sort of written out and okay. it mostly depends on and relies on two people two people having the ability to have an improv conversation 
uh, and oftentimes about deeper issues, though it, it is a very white uh, privileged movement, so well, oftentimes yeah. those deeper issues are not as deep as you might think. How can I afford kombucha? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Could you give me but some examples? That, that also is part of the, the movement is that it's kind of exposing how some of those some of those deep conversations you have are not as deep Very as Very menial. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some examples of some movies that fall into this genre? Well, I mean, I'm sure Lena, I've seen some Lena of them. Dunham, who is in this, her her movie Tiny Furniture is one. Um, uh, Joe Swanson, uh, who we've talked about in the VHS episode, yeah, yeah, who directed yeah. one of the segments and also was in Ty West's segment. He was the boyfriend who gets stabbed through the, the mouth. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or th- through the throat. Um Joe Swanson does a lot. He he uh, he he's done horror and he's just done regular sort of mumble, mumble gore. I guess is what the horror version. Okay, would be. Yeah. cool. I like that but mumble core movies. Like uh, one that I liked pretty well was Happy Christmas with Anna Kendrick and Melanie Linsky, and it, okay. it really just like it, yeah, it, it kind of meanders through someone's alcohol issues uh, in in an interesting way. So it's maybe not a three act structure. Yeah, yeah. It's just more of like a. It more of like a real story would go, where it's just kind of like things can peter out and not not have a big fulfillment. Maybe when does the princess get saved by the man in these movies? <laughs> that, that's usually a big heavy element. Wow! Yeah, you, at the end, usually. yeah, you definitely need a man to come in and save a princess. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, it, it is. It's, it, it tries to embrace more like real life situations, and then you you'll have uh, mumble gore, which stuff like. Uh, your next maybe I've does some that, of yeah. that creep. Oh, creep definitely, is definitely. Seen that. Okay. yeah. The 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 uh, that's a cool movie. Yeah, the Duplass brothers. They are also like huge part of the the mumblecore movement, and okay. like it's all influenced by Cassavetti's movies from from you know the seventies on. Okay, uh, where John Ca- John Cassavetti's was doing micro budget independent stuff that was just like ahead of independent film. Even. Wow, that's um, pretty rad. Yeah. So it, it, it's very influenced by the idea of just like humans are interesting. And Does Transformers count as one of these? Yep, Transformers is very much a mumblecore. <laughs> okay, okay, now I'm getting somewhere. Did you remember that part where where uh, Bumblebee and Jazz just have that long conversation about how Bumblebee's parents just aren't going to support him anymore, and he's yeah. got to figure out what he's going to do that with was his deep, life? Man, that was really yeah. deep. It's weird because he had to do all that through songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Jazz had that flat tire, and he didn't yeah. know what he was going to do from there. <laughs> and he was voiced by Eddie from Family Matters. <laughs> Wait, was he? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. What? I believe Jazz was voiced by Eddie. Uh-huh. Rad. Uh-huh. So, yeah, anyway. Transformers counts. Okay. So, yeah, this has elements. And Ty West has elements of, of Mumblecore, but he, he is much more of a scripted, like, it's very clear what's going to happen. I mean, like you know, Jocelyn Donahue's dancing through the 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 house in House of the Devil can feel sort of like you know spontaneous, but there's a camera following it. They they definitely know they're blocking. They know where she's going. There's there's much more thought put into it than mm-hmm. maybe a mumblecore movie. But this has like as you said, like Clerks. Clerks kind of has a mumblecore okay. feel to it as yeah. well. It's very independent. It relies a lot on conversations and less on huge action. Mm-hmm. So th- this does that a lot too, where it's just a lot of like 
Claire and Luke talking or Claire and uh, Leanne Reese Jones talking and like even doing menial tasks like having to yeah. take that trash out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Which it seems just, so menial, but at the same time, that's one of those scenes that especially if you've ever worked in a restaurant or anything it's like that. It's very relatable. It's yeah. very fucking relatable. Yeah. Like you watch that and you're like, I've fucking been there, that leaky yeah. ass trash bag. Yeah. Trying to sling that thing into the dumpster because somebody worst. overloaded the bag and it's shit. It's the worst. And, Dude, and, at the pizza place I used to work at, when did they throw out all the unused dough? and stuff oh it would be so heavy i bet they'd weigh a ton man and usually it was only me and like one of the managers that was usually uh like like a lady so it was always like my job to get up and sling that shit god it sucked man yeah and she she's so little so yeah it it is very relatable it's just like how how is she gonna get that in there why would they even expect her to do it (laughs) um but then yeah like everybody in it though even leanne reese jones who is like she it's like when they talk about her acting, they talk about her in a show in the eighties. She's not a successful actress. Yeah, this this takes place in twenty eleven. So right, it's like yeah. remember thirty years ago when you were famous because of that show? Exactly. Like and, and she's obviously trying to move past that. Like she's not as interested like she she's kind about her having that conversation, but she's she's really not that interested in talking about acting she's very interested in talking about what she's doing now which is the medium stuff she wants to talk about Iceman and goose and <laughs> top she gunning. does because that's what that's exactly where kelly mcgillis is from top gun but we've also seen her before in Stakeland. Stakeland. yeah Stakeland. wait it, we didn't do Stakeland. I... we did 30 days of night we haven't oh, done okay. Stakeland yet okay right. we'll have to do that sometime it's, it's okay it's like a like a vampire apocalypse movie. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's a cool premise, and, and it's got some good stuff in it. Uh, she's she's in Stakeland and uh, We Are What We Are, two movies that have come out more recent. Not in the past 10 years or so. I think I've seen that. We Are What We Are? Is that the one? With cannibalism? Oh, nope. Okay. Nope. I was thinking about the <laughs> we one We Are where... Still Here? Yep, that's what I'm that thinking of. That one's good. That's yeah. Barbara Crampton, right? Okay, yes, yeah. yes, yes, it is. With like the yeah. burnt burnt people yeah. in it. Uh-huh. That that's a good weird, one. Man. Yeah, that's a pretty cool, cool movie, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cast is small in this. It's all people that you're like, I feel like I've seen these people in a bunch of you other have, stuff. Yeah, maybe I definitely. Have. Yeah, Sarah Paxson was a child actress from the time she was like nine. Wow. So she here she's been acting for like 10 years, 12 years. A seasoned so. veteran. Yeah. And, and she's great. She is great. And Pat, great. Pat Healy also, like, look at his IMDb. It's huge. Dude, and the thing that I get out of this is that people are like, man, Pat Healy was just like so unappealing and like took me out of the movie. And it's just like, uh, he's supposed he's doing to be, great. He's doing great. He's, suppo- you're supposed he's having to, an effect on you. Yes, you're supposed to look at him and be like, oh, he's failed. And actually, he's not good at the thing he wants to do. Even. No, but he's trying yeah. to be cool around this chick. Exactly, this because he chick. likes her yeah. and he wants her to think he's cool. And she does think he's cool when... He's lying to her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he Pat Healy's fucking nailing it is the point. Like he's doing a great job because he he sells that well. Like when they're drunk and he's trying to flirt with her, but his flirting is it can all be construed as we're really good friends. Like at no point does he say, like, no, I'm like attracted to you and like we should date. It's yeah. It's just but she's th- getting the wrong message. I've entirely. known that guy totally. Dude. So it's just like yeah. Th- this is. I think it's a great performance. And this all goes back to the thing that I was saying, man. I talked about this on the X episode as well. Ty West just writes really great characters. He does. He writes very great, fleshed out, believable ass characters Absolutely. that remind you of people that you've met that seem like 
real people, not like actors on screen that are thinking of the lines they memorized in their exactly. hotel room before they started shooting. Like, yeah. His characters always feel very real and very fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And especially a movie like this that is pretty slow paced and doesn't have tons of like huge momentous scares. Right. And not even a huge, you know, three act structure to it. No. Uh, it well, really I mean, lives and breathes on the quality of the characters, the believability yeah. of them, and the power of the actors portraying them. Yeah, I, I think it does fit the three X character solidly. Like Word. it presents everything you need to know within the first twenty five minutes. I think, and For then sure. follows up on all those things pretty well. I, I think like the the introduction of the inhaler, like right after she's seen that late 2000s jump scare video oh my god dude yeah. that shit <laughs> i love i love that because it is it introduces something very like uh recognizable in the real world as something that is stupid scary like you show it to your friends so you can laugh at them because it's stupid scary yeah. it's not like actually scary and so like y- you kind of lull your audience into that because then she gets kind of jump scared on accident by him when like she's checking on that laundry <laughs> noise. And I you, love that. You have to have had the same experience with Kate a million Literally, times. Literally, right? I was gonna say like this yes. happens at least every week. Because yes, Emily I don't and I know. same thing. I guess I'm I'm, I'm soft footed or something around the Me place, too. and I scare the shit out of my wife mm-hmm. all the fucking yep. time. So there's so many times that I'll like walk into the bathroom or something. Uh-huh. You know, she'll just got out of the shower. And she's like checking a text message or whatever, uh-huh. and I do that exact same same thing where I'm like. Don't be scared, it's me. <laughs> that just scares the shit out of you. I know, it's the there's worst because you, you don't know what to say. Yes. No, there's nothing yeah, you can do. You can't do anything. Like there, there have been times where I am like an inch behind my wife thinking she's heard me come in. Surely. And then I'm like, hey, so whatever. And she's like, God damn it. <laughs> yep, yeah, totally, man. And again, that's another moment in here where it's like tension dispelled by humor right, right away. exactly. And so like... It revs you up and then Yeah, you it down. keeps lulling you into that's what's going to happen so you, by the end, you expect like him to open the doors or something and it to be maybe like a joke or at least for her to escape in some way. Or because... maybe the ghost is in really uh, uh, saggy, baggy underwear and it's like, <laughs> oh, but the ghost is funny. Okay, so that was a choice. A, a lot of these great things in here are a choice. That's a choice by Pat Healy because he had lost weight. Oh. He chose a pair of his old underwear with the the elastic kind of gone so it would be like saggy to kind of show this guy is like he doesn't take care of himself and like he's he's not really like he's not it's not that he couldn't replace his underwear it's like he doesn't even care yeah 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 that makes sense yeah so that that's that's a cool choice i think also like uh ty west he can bow tie yeah bow tie west he (laughs) he had uh considered replacing sarah paxton because when she screams, it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. And I actually love that. I, yeah, it's it, great. It's so much more relatable. Instead of seeing her as, like, terrified out of nowhere, it's like, the, it's kind of funny when she she genuinely is scared startled. by the thing yeah. because she seems genuinely startled. And, in fact, the, the jump scare video, they didn't tell her what was going to happen. So that take is, yeah, response is real. That's awesome. And that, again, like, she responds exactly how, like, so many people I know would respond to something that's not an actual, like, threat. Yeah, it's just startling is all. Right. Like, if you could have a scream queen there who gives a 
blood curdling scream that sounds like true horror and it's like yeah but that's not, not real most of the sound that's what i was gonna say is like <laughs> that only seems to make the characters more believable to me right it's like because when most of us scream, we don't sound like Jamie Lee Curtis. Exactly, because we're not genuinely afraid for our life. And she doesn't need to be most of the movie. She yeah. doesn't need to be genuinely afraid. Because it's just ghost hunting. It is fun. Like, the idea is like, oh, this is a fun thing you do for fun to, like, you know, try to prove that ghosts are real. Nothing is ever going to happen. And if it does, it's just proof that ghosts are real, not something to worry about. Yeah, which is interesting. And I can see this... I can see both sides of this argument because you could also see that and say there's no imminent threat in this movie. Right. Um, that's one thing that, as I've said before when I've talked about House of the Devil, I think makes that movie work so fucking well. Right. Because you know the entire time while she's doing mundane stuff around this house that she yeah. just thinks she's babysitting at, us, the viewer, knows the whole movie. She's in fucking danger. Right. Like, there are literally, there's a dead family in the fucking house. Yeah. There is nothing in this inn that is imminently threatening. Like, it's right. not like there's been some story about, like, the ghost of O'Malley, like, killed somebody in no. this room. It's no. not The story is just that in the 1800s, a woman was supposed to get married. She was jilted at the altar, and she killed herself in this hotel. Yeah. That's, she hasn't killed people since then. She's never hurt then. anyone. They People have, like, said they've seen stuff moving or whatever and attribute it to her. But, yeah, there's no... A Madeline O'Malley will get you type of element to it. No, there's not a Bloody Mary aspect to any of this. No. Nope. So some people say that this movie just kind of putters around and that it's boring for mm. that reason. I don't think so, but I, I, can, I can see if you're going into it with certain expectations for, you know, it to be a ghost kill people movie. Yeah. And the movie itself is trying to lead you off of that path. It's trying to lead you into the, no, this is just kind of two goofs being dummies. And, you know, they accidentally stumble into really finding ghosts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the ending of that doesn't have to be someone dies. No. Um, but it that's like that's the turn. That's where it just, it, it starts to go real dark and then darker and darker. Like, uh... It, it it's lulled you into feeling like you don't know where it's going. So yeah, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, so I can see where people feel like it, it is sort of puttering, but it's doing that for an effect. Well, but then also too, with this being the movie that was the follow up to House of the Devil, which got a lot of good acclaim. Right. At this point, it just would have been like, oh, he's doing that thing again. Exactly. Yeah. You Same don't. Thing. You want to. He. You want to bring something new. I mean, after this, he does Sacrament. That again. Completely. Completely different. new. And then after that, in a Valley of Violence. One eighty. Just a western. Like yeah. yeah. So and X is nothing like any of those movies. So yeah, yeah, like he he's developing as a director, and that's a positive. I think yeah. so. Yeah. You know? There's just a different vibe with this movie where. Yeah. You're just kind of sitting there going like, "What? okay, so is this stuff real? Are they really going to see something mm -hmm. or not? Is this entire thing full of shit? Can it harm them? Yeah. It's more of like the curiosity of like, what is going on here? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the ending does a real good job of, of serving as like the a good ending to a ghost story where it's like, you, I, I almost imagined like reading that ending of like, her pounding on the... Th like, that's how the story would end. Her pounding on the door and wouldn't know what happened to yeah. her. And that would be like this perfect sort of ghost story ending. But because it's a movie, we get our, our little denouement and find out, like, she died because she couldn't get to her inhaler. 
so the ghost didn't actually really kill her. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, do we even know that the ghost physically yeah. killed her? No, the ghost is just haunting her specifically. Her panic and, fucking and, made her die. Yeah, and, yeah. and Leanne Reese-Jones tells us that basically she's tied to the end because Leanne Reese-Jones says there are three spirits... I didn't and notice two of this. them haven't died. She doesn't say this, but two of the spirits hadn't died yet because yeah. the old man checks in after that scene. Then he dies, becomes one of the spirits, and then she dies, becomes one of the spirits. Well, she has that talk, too, where she's like, yeah, everything's all interconnected. Everything's yeah. all timey-wimey. Uh-huh. Yeah, basically, yeah, the idea that like ghosts aren't ghosts, but that like uh, all time is kind of happening at once. So they're just existing sort of in this time somehow like mm-hmm. they've, they've sort of slipped out of time they, that's interesting like all that that stuff is like it's subtle too it's, it's subtle stuff really, yeah it's not like long exposition moments or whatever all. yeah it's but all it makes me wonder too interesting. like just knowing that that's in there and that's obviously a deliberate choice to talk about the three ghosts and all mm-hmm. that it makes me wonder what there could be some kind of connection between you know she hears the rustling at that cellar door was that her? Yeah. Was, yeah, because yeah. she, she you know opens it up and that bird flies out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she chains and locks it up. Yeah. And that is what will later cause her demise. Right. What is the connection there? It and just also, makes me wonder. Also, they catch uh, on the recording. I don't think they hear it, but we hear it. The sound of her beating on the door, screaming for help. Or is oh. that? No, maybe Leanne Reese Jones hears that. But we hear that at some point. Really? Yeah. It's like way ahead of the time too, so you have no idea what it is. But so it's it is her. all interconnected and happening at the same time. Yeah, it's all happening at once. So like, her fate is sealed. By JJ being Abrams' her. dick just moved. Right. He's listening to this right now. Yeah, he's like, he's oh, like wait, oh, what? Wait a second. It moved. So Miss, Miss Abrams, get in here. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he calls his wife. Miss Abrams. Miss Abrams. And he's like, all right, write this down. Somehow, the Emperor returned. <laughs> How though, honey? No, somehow. Don't, just go with it. But we've not talked about him this entire time. <laughs> no, he's existed the whole time. You still haven't watched that fucking movie. No, you? why would I? Come on. <laughs> I, I gotta get drunk and watch you gotta talk it. shit. Yeah, that's That's true. why you gotta do it. It's true. Make that a fucking Patreon episode. Just do it. Okay. Do it. Okay. Yes. All right. So yes. I guess the week this comes out, I'm just giving myself a deadline. Now we're Patreon talking. Patreon episode. I'm going to watch. You got watch. that public accountability now, motherfucker. Yeah. Now you're fucking doing it. <laughs> I'm going to watch, what is it, Rise of Skywalker? Who cares? What is it? The, the last one? one. The last Star Wars. Star I'm Wars, watch it the last one. <laughs> drinking and record myself responding to it, I guess. <laughs> That's what the people pay for. <laughs> I mean, I'll pay time. just so I can listen to it. Hell yeah! <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think I think like um, I can get how people just kind of have certain expectations and just don't don't see them coming to fruition. But if you just let the movie happen and and watch it, I, I feel like it, it's a great sort of lead to the the moment that you don't fully know what's going to happen. And I love how it, it's very much in the dark. And there's the like possibility that like you know because she had that dream earlier where she saw madeline o'malley and she saw yeah was that a dream or that, not well uh, i don't know i don't know was that a dream or not she thinks it was a dream and that's why they kind of dismiss it but it may not have been mm-hmm. um and i but, love too though by the way just as a yeah. little side note to that 
I love that she has this very fucking legitimately scary dream about Madeline, uh, Madeline, right? Yeah, Madeline O'Malley. Like rising up in the bed next to her and she's got that sheet over her head. Just classic sheet ghost. Yeah, and then it fucking slips looks off. awesome. And she looks it's great. Fucking yeah. rad. Uh-huh. But then later on too, she almost deals with that trauma by making it into a joke by yes. doing a sheet ghost scare herself. Yeah. I mean, this is just the kind of shit that we all do. It's like this thing yeah. that terrified me, I'm just going to make a joke out of it now. Yes, because like... Yeah, like even like if it wasn't a dream, like convincing yourself, yeah, it probably was a dream and then making a joke out of it. That's very human because yeah. it's like, what's the other explanation that the, a fucking ghost was next to yeah, Like, right. come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a there's healthy skepticism even in them wanting to hunt ghosts. They both seem to kind of be like, oh, nothing's going to happen. Probably not. And though. then when it does, it's like, what? There's probably an explanation. Yeah, for that, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, totally. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think um, it's it's possible though that uh, you know she she may be there at the end, just sort of having these hallucinations, seeing her trauma because nobody else sees these things. Like I Leanne Reese Jones has like her psychic abilities, but for that you have to believe in psychic abilities to believe that she's seeing what she says she's seeing. You have to believe in psychic abilities, and then it's it's it is a possibility that because she saw the guy dead in the tub, and she's had this like dream vision of Madeline O'Malley that she's just sort of hallucinating all that because again she dies because she can't get to an, her inhaler. Yeah, yeah, and if you're oxygen deprived, yeah, you could start to possible. see stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's an absolute possibility that just. No, nothing supernatural happens in this at all. But I prefer the supernatural thing that the ghost yeah, yeah. scared her to death. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's much more fun that way, yeah. for sure, man. And yeah, even though we're talking about how this movie does kind of move about at a pretty languid pace, mm-hmm. there are some cool scares in this. Yep. There's some good moments stuff. of like real tension. That piano scene. It's good, man. It's fucking awesome. It, it develops slowly, but like... You know, you're hearing, she starts to like hear little things and like kind of like cries and stuff. And then, like, as she slowly walks toward the piano, get that like, it's like super loud, super jarring and dissonant, man. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. I love all the stuff with with the guy that that kills himself, dude. Whenever she opens that door. And, and he's he there dead started. in that bathtub. Yes. Holy fuck. shit. It he's is just like brutal. Ugh. There's blood fucking everywhere. Yeah. And then even whenever the ghost kind of starts hating on her. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's that one scene where she's down in the basement and she just kind of shines a flashlight and he's just kind of standing there. Yeah. Almost like a wax statue. Uh-huh. That's so fucking unsettling to me. Yes, like, it when is. it got to that shot, like my, my fucking hair stood up and I was like, oh, God, like. Uh-huh. This freaks me out to fucking look at much more than if he was like pacing towards her. He's yeah. just standing, just standing. I think being, in his drawers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's he's just as he was. Spooky when drawers. He died. <laughs> Spooky, Spooky drawers. drawers. <laughs> uh, I think one of the my favorite like super tense scenes is when she gets um, Luke down into the basement, and he has the sound equipment, and they're they're you know she's trying to get Madeline O'Malley, and if you pay attention, like he has the flashlight kind of shining in his face. Yeah. So he's kind of like, he can't see what's ahead of him, but we get the view of her and what's behind her. 
and you can see something walking toward sick. her. But it's never in focus, so you never know what the yeah. fuck you're seeing. Yeah. It's so good, man. It's fucking dope, yeah. man. Yeah, there are some really good moments of tension in this and some stuff that really does fucking creep you out. It's just not a constant assault of no. jump scares and bullshit. Yeah, no, it, it really is just sort of a... Yeah, the, the tone... Um, the tone keeps you feeling like it's it's light. Almost Ghostbusters-y, but totally. without the music and without Bill Murray. Dude, here's the thing, though. Like, I started really queuing in on the Ghostbusters vibe because right. there's certain things in the soundtrack. Yeah, there is some connection, yeah. That are so Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, we're not getting the like guy. the, like. Ba-doom, ba-doom. Yeah. Ba-doom, ba-doom. Yeah. No, it's, it's like all the spooky stuff when ghosts are around mm-hmm. and it's just doing those weird, ominous chords. Yes. A lot of them are like the same chord exactly. types yeah. as what they're using in the Ghostbusters soundtrack. For sure. It's the same guy that works on the House of the Devil soundtrack and a couple other Ty West soundtracks, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Yeah, I think that that was intentional. Like uh, He also refers to uh, that woman who's there with her kid as Gozer and her demon seed. Dude, it's right yeah, there, right? It's right there, yeah. They're, totally. they're trying to connect to Ghostbusters, but like By means of ground clicks. it. Yeah. And it really would be like what the Ghostbusters would be like without Bill Murray because uh like Egon and and Ray would be funny with each other but never like crazy funny like just always kind of subdued funny. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally get that. I I have to wonder if those were influences I think on this probably. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it had to be for sure. But yeah, I I think that's there but like it is it is shiningy as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. a haunted fucking old hotel yeah and the woman telling her that basically she's always been there yeah it's like come on that's <laughs> yeah. very shiny ass yeah. and i think even in the same way as the shining i feel like the location itself of the yankee peddler inn yes feels like a character in the movie like, it does yeah because the whole movie takes place inside of this place you yeah. really get that that sense of like i know how this entire place is laid out by the end of the movie absolutely yeah and uh staying in the yankee peddler inn is what inspired ty west to write this movie, he stayed there That's and so heard cool. uh, about their supposed hauntings. Apparently, the the people who uh, originally founded the Yankee Peddler Inn uh, are supposedly haunting the place. Now, what I read, and, and this was funny to me, that Alice Conley, uh, she is rumored to have died in room 353, which is the room that they, they use as like the honeymoon suite okay, in cool. the movie. Yeah. Supposedly, she still roams the halls to make sure that guest stays are pleasant. That just sounds nice. That's just nice. Like, really? That's not even a haunting. That's more of like, I don't, I don't even know what you would call that. Like, you got a ghost that like, just make sure you got enough towels. I mean, that's hospitable. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> also, unpaid labor? Who doesn't want one of those? If I own a hotel, I want it full of courteous ghosts. <laughs> you want ghost slaves? Oh, yeah, no. Just putting mints on the pillow. Oh, Stuff Jesus. like that. You know, it's just like you turn your head, then you turn it back, and there's mints on the pillow. Ooh, oh, no. Who's doing that? I'll give him a tip in ghost bucks. <laughs> What can you do, you know? Ghost books are just when you pretend to lay money down, right? Yeah, I think so. Ghosts actually can use that. They're they like, can. oh, you know, that that perfectly works in our currency. Wow, three ghost yes. bucks? So generous. <laughs> I'll Big go dipper. to the ghost store. <laughs> Buy ghost shit. 
<laughs> it's mundane in the afterlife. Yeah, it's too. not. Yeah, it's not as it's fun all as you surface thought. based. Yeah. Let's be honest. We're just stuck doing this forever. <laughs> so there, there are some uh, moments that are very 2011. Very specifically, <laughs> when the uh, what's his name Luke says about the the woman who's staying there with her kid. What a fail blog. Oh, and she dude, says, that slang, dude. I was epic. Like, when's the last time I fucking heard those terms? Uh, I've heard people say epic, but like epic is a word that... That's a common word, but fail it's blog? It's a very common word. Fail blog, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. The age of the blog. <laughs> the age of the blog. Because, yeah, this is 2011, blog. like, you know, MySpace is gone. Facebook is basically king. Yeah, Twitter came around, I think, around this time. But yeah, it's all just real early. People are still blogging like crazy. <laughs> but I even wonder if, like, by this point, if that's sort of a dated term, because I feel like so much of the stuff that Luke does he is, is dated. dated. Yeah. Like, even that, like, scare site he shows her, it's like, man, that, that shit existed in, like, 2003. That's true. I did And his think website looks like shit. His website, and, and, and that, that is, that was uh, some. People have said, like, you know, they wondered, like, this seems like a hard time frame to nail down. Like, when's it supposed to be? And uh, Ty West has said that it's supposed to be, like, 2010, 2011. And that he's, like, his blog is supposed to be shitty. Supposed to look like a shitty Yeah, you're supposed to look at it and be like, oh, that's really bad. Early internet site. Like, it's it's just an indication of his character that he's, he's... he says he's into these things, but he's not really trying. He's not no. really putting any effort in. He's behind the curve. Yeah, and he's sure. also lying, as we learn. Like he's he says to her, like he's spotted Madeline O'Malley or whatever, and then he eventually admits, you know, when they run out of the basement after he's been scared shitless, that he's never had any experiences. Like he was lying about it because he likes her and he's. Trying to seem cool. Trying to be a cool guy. Yeah. Yep. And the moment that he gets a little bit scared, it all falls apart. So, like, yeah, he's he's kind of, he's not good at anything he does. It's supposed to come across that way. Come across dated. Yeah. yeah. And people get that idea about this movie because they're like, oh, they're not on their cell phones. It must be set, like, before the cell phone age. <sighs> I mean, listen, I was on my cell phone a good bit in 2009. I always thought. 2009 to a 2011 area. I always thought I was on my phone a lot. I'm on my phone I'm way phone more now. I wasn't now. on my phone much then. People no. weren't on their phone. I had like a Nokia, I think, around then. I was trying to wonder, uh, uh, trying to think about that myself. I'm like, okay, 2009, 2010. I'm like, I wonder if I had gotten a BlackBerry by then. Uh-huh. But even then, like even when I had a BlackBerry, I didn't have a big data plan, so I was like never on the internet if I wasn't at home. Right. Okay, wait. No, I'm thinking about it now. I know what I had. I had a Motorola Devour. I don't know if you remember no. this. No, Devour? The commercial had, uh, what's her name from uh, the thingy? Th- the, oh, fuck. Me- Me- Megan Fox. Megan Fox, Megan Fox okay. was in the commercial. Was she dialing it-, it within thumbs? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she. Uh, right. it, it was one of those that like you flipped out the the screen and it had a, a, a oh, keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I had a phone that got on the internet. I'm not gonna lie, I miss having a physical keyboard. Me too. With I buttons. fuck up all the time. With how, the, dude? Yeah. We talk about the fucking ten thousand hours of practice thing. I know 
I have typed on a fucking iPhone for 10,000 hours. It I seems know to I change have. all the time. Seems like it gets smaller or bigger from like different updates. I bet you that Andy Kaufman's haunting our phones. Fucking Andy Kaufman. Moving them buttons God just a little bit. He thinks it's hilarious. He loves it. It's I literally so had a now. dream last night that I was mistyping stuff on my iPhone and I smashed it against a brick wall. <laughs> I had a dream about it. Because, dude, it's like I've been doing this shit forever. Yeah. I still can't type worth a yeah. damn shit on an iPhone. I, d- I actually, yeah, I miss the keyboard as well. It's I terrible. Know, yeah, I had the Motorola Devour. Emily had a BlackBerry. We both like Word. were resistant to getting an iPhone because we wanted an actual keyboard. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... And, and yeah, it wasn't on my phone much. Even though it, it went on the internet, Like that wasn't the first way I would think to get on the internet. Well, because be also, like, like all, all those internet sites and stuff back then weren't designed for mobile Oh, yeah, at that it was point. terrible. It was it like was going terrible. to an actual desktop website. Uh-huh, and it was just like tiny on your little screen. And you'd have to scroll left and right like crazy because it wasn't formatted <laughs> yes. to fit the screen. Yeah. Fuck, that was hell on earth. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah, so looking at this, it's like, no, this isn't out of time. It's just that we progressed so fast. Like, we went from not, like, not having cell phones... To having cell phones and texting a lot to then being on our phones all the time because it yeah. had everything you need. To- also, they're at work the entire time. They're yeah. on the job the whole time. And it seems like they don't have friends. I know, right? Yeah, like they're the only friends they have. Yeah, I mean, they stay there whenever they're working there. Yeah. It seems like they probably have to come in from out of town a little bit of a ways Maybe. enough to make yeah, it worth it's their a- time. Yeah, it so does they seem... Stay there. The Yankee Peddler Inn is in, in Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut. And, yeah, that looks like a little quaint area they got there with a little Stars shop Hollow kind of area. Yeah, it? I was kind of expecting maybe Lorelai to show up in that Talk coffee really shop. Really fast. That would have been awesome, actually. would have been amazing. If Ty was, had been able to get Lauren Graham oh and God. Alexis Bledel in there. Just that would be have been like, amazing. Yeah, I would love that. They just yeah. come in, they're talking up a storm. Then, then like, <laughs> fucking, yeah, Claire and Lena Dunham are like, God, they talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's pop open a co-beer. How about that? Yeah. We've had ourselves uh, a beer piece here. Let's just split this guy. This right here is a left-hand brewing. Saint, uh, how, I'm going to let you pronounce that. Saint Vrain? Vrain. V-R-A-I-N. It's like brain, but with a V. Vrain. Uh, uh-huh. Triple Ale. This guy's a 9.3%. Holy shit. It's a Belgian-style golden ale with intricate aromas. Of fruit and spice. Well, I like those things. Don't that sound nice? It sounds real nice to me. Let's find out about this guy. Left hand makes some really great stuff. Yeah. Really, wanna, really good While stuff. you're pouring that, I just want to list to you the porn sites that she saw in <laughs> Luke's history. because Love it. They're so funny. They're me? hilarious. All right. First, we got Butt Crumpets, home <laughs> of the original. <laughs> Not the derivative no. ripoff butt yeah, crumpets. Yeah, these are the original about. butt crumpets. What? Jolly jumping pussies, all all caps. <laughs> Just jumping, huh? Yeah, jerky wow. blasters ending with a Z. <laughs> well, it's better that way. Yeah, the spank shaft, hot young teens. I assume these are all real sites. <laughs> Probably. You should have done some research on this. The tit punch, all caps. Yeah, the ones that I saw were like tit punch and titty slap or something. The itty bitty titty council, hot milfs. Aww, hot milfs with itty bitty titties. Get ready for this one. Tit slap tub girl soup. Tub girl. Tub girl. Okay. That's a name I haven't heard. (laughs) Where is she? What is she doing now? I, I hope she's doing great. I hope, I, hope, I hope the money from the Tub Girl video really took her to new heights. Can you imagine, though, 
There are so many people on the internet right now. So many young people have an experienced tub girl. They don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now. Yeah. Well, um, what I'm do sure we, it's still out there. What do we do here? The right thing or the funny thing? The right thing yes. would be to say don't. You don't, don't need it, really. You the funny thing would be to say, no, nah, go for it. Check it out. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> check out a lemon party while you're at it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> There's a 30 Rock lemon party joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, because it was lemon. Yeah. Um, oh, well, let's try this beer real quick. Anyway. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, there we go. It smells nice and spicy, but it doesn't smell super Belgian-y to me. Oh, it, huh. It smells a little tart, actually. Yeah, it, it is a little tart, and it is spi- it's fruity and spicy. Oh, that's good. It is good. It it's, this, uh, it's buttery too. I think it's, it's smooth. Kind of, yeah, velvety even. Yeah. This tastes like a triple ale with like forty percent less sugar in it. It's not super sweet. Yeah, like it's a lot not of the sweet skin. at all. Even though it's got that like fruitiness to it, it's it's and very dry. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's pretty good, that's good man. Stuff. Left hand makes a big variety of shit too. Man. They do. They make they a do. big old variety. Remember, we did that one. I think in a video. That was like their chai. It was like a chai spice. Yes, I do remember latte that. beer uh-huh. or something. Yes. That was fucking yes. great, man. Fuck yes, it was. Dude, his old ass websites and stuff in here. It took me back because I was we thinking got, about like whenever. Oh, you got, got two, more? two more? Oh, shit, shit, shit. You're, get you're him, missing get him, get him. out on the Bang pickup truck, much like the Bang bus. <laughs> okay, uh, the Bang pickup truck. And also Chinese pancakes. Oh. Is no that idea a what that is? Oh, I, it was it was like XXX Chinese okay. pancakes. All right, all right, all right. So I, I guess maybe it's like Ch- Chinese woman with small boobs because he also wanted the itty, itty bitty titty council. But that was itty bitty titty council hot milfs and milfs aren't normally itty bitty titty. Man, I was confused. It's confusing. It's a rare demographic. Uh, it also did remind me though that there was a time where when you were looking for porn on the internet. You did. It was a crap shoot when you clicked on any link. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't Until know. Until Pornhub came along, it was just like, I don't know. I, is Chinese pancakes gonna be the one? <laughs> Maybe I click good? on this and and you know it's actually porn <laughs> instead of a virus. <laughs> yeah, or someone throwing up into a tube. Oh fuck! Oh yeah. my god, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, it did take me back though because I remember like the first time somebody sat me down with that goddamn guide the little ball through the maze without touching the walls and then it's the Linda Blair exorcist face yes. on the screen. Yep. That might have even been fucking in the Walter State computer library. Yeah, yeah. That's yes, that's where it I might first... have even been you. No, I don't know. I, I thought maybe you showed it to me. So <laughs> maybe we, it might have been one of those things where either somebody way, did it to me and then yeah, I passed it along. Yeah. But here's the thing is that like um I laugh so much at whenever I see those because there was an SNL skit where the, the the premise of the skit was it was a talk show and they were having on people who were the victims of viral videos. Oh, sign me up. And one of the viral videos was Bobby Moynihan <laughs> doing one of those and he was doing the maze and he was like, he kind of like looks over at the camera and he's like, this is easy. And he's just like doing it and then like it pops up on the screen and he screams and punches through the monitor. <laughs> and, probably a CRT and, monitor. <laughs> no, it was a flat one, but it was oh, like okay. one of those thick flat ones that was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the in between. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of this? But like he, he punches through it and then he just starts crying and it's <laughs> so guy. fucking funny. But yeah, like I I remember that and and it was you you're right. It was it was several years before this. Not 2003 but like because it was when we were at walter state so it was around like 
2005, 2006. Five, six, like yeah, so yeah. it's a few years before this. So yeah, again, he's behind. He's behind on like yeah. everything. Is what I feel like. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the movie ends with that basically it ends with that like static sort of shot that's true yeah look closely more closely yeah, and closely slam door door yeah. slams yeah apparently you're supposed to be able to see claire's ghost in there i, I cannot didn't. fucking see i it. kept trying to i did not like i kept like rewinding it and just like slowly going through it yeah never saw it maybe that in itself is just like fucking you know ty west himself went into imdb or wikipedia and was just like look really close yeah, and to you'll get, see to it get people to like really like invest in it so the door slam because i remember the first time i saw it just watching to like because it, it has that like shining feel where it's like oh absolutely like you know you're steady just cam steady cam hotel mm-hmm. yeah and then like it just kind of sits on it, and it sits on it for a little longer than you think it will. Long. Yeah, and then the door slams. First time, yeah, I was just like, "Whoa, shit! Holy fuck!" Yeah, uh, and then yeah, after that, now I just keep looking for it. Never saw it. No. So yeah, I don't. I think that might be just a weird fan. This rumor. is like Scare Maze the movie. Scare Maze the movie. The movie. Fuck, you know somebody thought about making that. Yeah. Like somebody, they saw that and they were like, well, Scare Maze the movie, obviously. And then they started writing the script and they're still they're still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, it's going to come back. It's a masterpiece. It may never be finished. <laughs> Scare Maze is evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little epilogue right there where, you know, we have the, the big momentous moment there at the end where she's yeah. in the basement and the ghosts are down there. And then it cuts to, you know, the gurney with the sheet over it. It's like, yep, she's fucking dead. That's what they say. Yeah. (laughs) She's basically toast. (laughs) Really insensitive, Bob. Yeah. And then, like, it it was a little weird to me because they have the the cop talking to Luke. And the cop says, like... Uh, Was anybody else there? And Luke says, no, just the the lady with her kid and and the other woman. And I was like, wait, was Luke lying? Is he saying that the the suicide guy wasn't there? And then, like, he's going through the hall and the suicide guy is being brought out. So it's like, oh, they were asking anybody other than the people we already... Other than dead people. Yeah. Damn. I I thought at first it was like, what if... Because, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, holy shit, is he going to walk back in and, like, he's part of, like, the... Like, they do this all the time. They Boy, that would have been something. Yeah, but no, it was just... I misunderstood. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out just that, man. Did the movie make you want to slam a Schlitz? I, yes. On the way over here, I like before I left, I was like, I'll stop and get two Schlitz so we can have them for the show. It'd be perfect. Uh, and then I, I just forgot on my way here. And Whoops, I, forgot to get the Schlitz. But I do have a story about Schlitz because when I was uh, 15, I lived directly behind my friend Brian and we were skateboarding buddies. Okay, punk rockers, huh? Hell Skater yeah. boys. See you later, boys. Uh-huh. And I, I, I've talked about this before. His uncle uh, would buy us beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that yeah. guy. Right. His uncle's beer of choice was Schlitz. Ooh, a nice so old Schlitz. I have had a lot of Schlitz in my time. And it is so sweet. Like, is I it? remember I even remember then it. as a 15-year-old, because we would drink malt liquor. Um, and... A lot of malt liquor is sweet, so like very. We I think we drank uh, hurricane. Make the hangovers worse. <laughs> yes, uh, we drank hurricane because it wasn't as sweet, <laughs> but Hardcore. it's still high high level alcohol. Yeah, but yeah, like anytime that because uh, it would happen where we'd be like, "Hey, Bill, right, let's go get uh, some alcohol," and he'd just be like, "I'm too drunk." 
uh, and he'd be like, I got some Schlitz. And we'd sit down and drink Schlitz, and I could only drink like two of them, and it would just be like, this is fucking gross. Like, yeah. so sickly sweet. So, watching this, that was the one, like, hard to get through thing for me, where it was like, they drank <laughs> a lot of Schlitz? The Ugh. dead guy in the tub covered in blood, you're like, that's yeah. fine. But, man, you drank more than two Schlitz? Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Well, the thing, t- the thing was, too, Bill drank like a 12-pack of it a night. Yeah. And he... His overall, his whole body, he was like muscular dude, but he just wow. had this huge beer oh, gut. Okay, but that right, gigantic beer gut in front. <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah, I really wish that Schlitz would keep with the times and revitalize their ad campaigns. Like I, <laughs> as we've been sitting here talking about it, I'm thinking about a commercial where maybe a guy you see him sit down like on a comfy recliner uh-huh. and he gets a cell phone call from his friend. He picks it up. His friend's like at a cool party and stuff. And yeah. He's like, man, this place is banging. You got to come out and hang out. Uh-huh. And the guy goes, ah, nah, man, I'm staying home tonight. I got a case of the Schlitz. <laughs> and his friend's like, oh, he thinks he misheard him. And he's like, sorry, man. But then you see he reaches over beside the couch and just he's got a suitcase of Schlitz. Yeah. He just pulls one out and cracks it, turns on his favorite <laughs> TV show or whatever. Get a case of the Schlitz. Get a case of the Schlitz, which is be a lonely drunk man. <laughs> I you, mean, you could say that. Are you sure they shouldn't go a little more like uh, current and relevant and say get Schlitty with it? <laughs> get Schlitty with it. Yeah. Get, if, get Schlitz house drunk. Of course, when I say current and relevant, I'm referring to the 90s song Get Jiggy, get jiggy With It. <laughs> yes. Right. Will Smith just revitalizes his rap career with getting schlitty with getting it. Getting schlitty with it, yeah. I think that's pretty good, man. <laughs> or maybe, you know... Okay, how about this? Here's another commercial for okay. you. A guy, you know, he wakes up, he goes to work. He, on the way to work, he gets a flat tire. Oh, no. Shit. So he's late getting there. His boss fires him. Oh, mm-hmm. no. And all this stuff's going wrong. And then on the way home, he you know he stops in at the corner of bodega next to his apartment. He's walking by the beer cooler. We get an interior shot from inside the cooler where Stone Cold probably yeah, is. Yeah, probably his is. Ghost. Singing it. The guy turns. He smiles. He reaches in, grabs a Schlitz, and then it's like because Schlitz happens, <laughs> right? It's good. It is pretty good. Schlitz, Schlitz happens. happens. Schlitz happens. This is easy marketing. It's crazy to me that they didn't when. Like, cause when Pat when Pabst was PBR brought it back, yeah, and then like High Life joined in, like uh, several other like old beer brands kind of became the beers of hipsters. Yep, or fucking service industry people, dude. Like, yeah. if you are ever at a bar and you look down the bar and you see like a bunch of hazy New England IPAs and stuff, and then there's like one guy with a Miller High Life, you're like, yeah, industry guy, yeah, boom, uh-huh. right there, yeah. So, yeah, it's weird that Schlitz didn't try to jump in on the bandwagon. Like, Schlitz with lime or something. Play with that slang. <laughs> Get with it already, Schlitz. Yeah. I think this is a fucking cool movie. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it doesn't have the brutality of uh, House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. Or it, just the, the imminent danger. Yeah, it doesn't Again, have that. Again, I love that about that movie. Yeah. It's like, I know that that character is in peril, and she doesn't. I love yeah. that. It goes the exact opposite way. Is I have no idea if this person is in peril or not. 
Let's find out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm along uh, for the ride, and these are believable characters that seem like people I would have worked with when I was for that sure. age. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, yeah, he very much reminded me of several people I've worked with. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and actually, so did she. That, yeah, I was going to say that dynamic I've seen a lot, too, of like, uh, you know, especially in serving tables and stuff where you have the young, like, 19-year-old girl who's just like, I'm just making tips for college or whatever. And you got the 35-year-old server who's like, I don't know up. what else yeah. I'm going to fucking do with my life. Yeah. And they interact. <laughs> and they interact oftentimes amicably and and have fun with each other and 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 these are the types of interactions they have because she's super optimistic in in some ways uh, for the world in the ways that he is completely given up totally and, and that's a cool dynamic and i i think yeah i think overall for me this this movie is is high up there i think uh, i probably gave house of the devil something like a nine or yeah, something so for me, I think it's like an eight eight point five Word. type of movie it's yeah. not as brutal it doesn't it doesn't like really deep down scare me in the way that uh, House of the Devil does, even though that is absurd. It's like, you know, playing on satan- satanic panic stuff that never happened. Sure. It's still more scary. <laughs> it's still, like, more brutal and scary. But this, like, just has so many great moments that, that stick with me. And, and I like it a whole lot. Yeah. Things I like can- this movie a lot. I'll, I'll go a little bit lower than you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even just because I know how capable Ty West is. Yeah. And maybe some of the ways that this maybe could have been a little bit better. But I think for the kind of movie that was on the script, I don't really know how it could be much better. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack was great. Uh, not a lot of effects, but all the effect shots are really yeah. good. No CGI in this fucking thing, yeah, that's for the, sure. The look of, of Madeline O'Malley is great. Oh, yeah. yeah. And even the way the movie is shot, the cinematography and everything is really good. Again, great characters that are acted exactly the way they should be. Mm -hmm. If you're watching this movie and you think the characters are unrelatable or annoying, Mm -hmm. I think you probably haven't worked a normal menial job. Yeah, that's possible. (laughs) It's very possible that people who've never worked a normal menial job... uh, I think, you know, it's it's not unreasonable to say a lot of critics are out of touch. That they've never actually had to deal with real life jobs i'm just saying if you hold that opinion and you're listening to this and it's after 7 p.m it's Mm. time to take your back pill (laughs) all right yeah take your back pill full glass of water you might as well get ready for bed real soon you might as well yeah you know so i think it's cool i'm gonna give it about a seven myself it's enjoyable but Uh i'm like if i want to watch a mainly single location ty west movie that is a slow burn. I'm going to put on House of the Devil. Right. You know? And it is kind of like, as we've said several times, like it, it, it's House of the Devil-like, but goes opposite direction in a lot of the major ways. Yeah. So, like, it's not unfair to compare the two, um, but it's also not a choice. But if you if you had to choose, you're going to choose House of the Devil. Yeah. And I, I, I say the same. I think yeah. House of the Devil is the better movie, but this is still a great movie. Unless I've like just recently watched House of the Devil and I'm like, I want something different. Right. <laughs> this is a pretty damn good alternative. Yeah, you know? exactly. So about a seven for me. Fair. Fucking cool movie. I hope you oh, guys yeah. enjoyed it as well. Let us know how you like this flick over on our Facebook group, on our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. 
all the places you guys can follow us on the social media. We got a link tree page. Just don't be lazy, y'all. Listen, yeah. Kim Kardashian is right. Nobody wants to Google anything anymore. She did say that. She right? said nobody wants to Google stuff anymore. If you just look up Dead and Lovely Link Tree, you'll find it. You'll be able to find all the links to our social media pages. So, you know, prove Kim wrong is what I'm saying. <laughs> Show that bitch up. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, link tree uh, forward slash dead and lovely. Easy. Very easy to find. You can do that. Uh, yeah. Also head on over to our Patreon Woo! page. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Give dollar. Give dollar. Um, if, if you if you do give dollar, you get access to all our Patreon exclusive episodes. And looks like um, this week. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have me talking about the last. uh Rise of Skywalker? The last one. Return of... The, the last Return Star of the War. Last Skywalker. It's called The Last Star War. Yeah. So the, the Emperor's going to return somehow, and some Rey is a Skywalker. Dude, spoilers. Oh, sorry. That's literally what the movie is. <laughs> yes. So, I know. You know. So, uh, yeah, you're going to get a Patreon app of, of me uh, drunkenly talking about that. Also, you it. know, we've recently had episodes with uh, Anna Martin, with my wife. Your wife. Uh, yeah, all sorts of that. Uh, if you're $1 uh, a patron or above. <laughs> if Christ. you are one dollar. If you are one dollar. If you are a dollar. If, if you, you are dollar, five. If you five. If you dollar have and dollar us, you get. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking, <laughs> this is how the market works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you become a five dollar patron, you get to submit a movie into the smoking bowl, and we randomly draw from the smoking bowl, and then we cover the movie. We randomly draw. We just species. Species. Yeah, and uh, we'll be doing another at the end of the month. So head on over there, become a patron, and toss your movie into the bowl. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Support us. Give yeah. us support. We need support. We need support. We're your boys. Wonder bra us, please. Yes. Lift and separate us. <laughs> I think that's what that is, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's like pulls them apart. I, I, that's what ladies want. Yeah. Pull ladies, them apart. Ladies love them to just be as far apart Way as far apart. Yeah. I if think. They're, they're pointing two different directions. You've succeeded. East and west. It's like a yeah. compass. East-west titties, they call them. That's what they do. <laughs> we know what the ladies uh, uh, prefer. and Absolutely. I don't know. People come to us for all sorts of advice on of the course. ladies. Of course they do. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, so be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be talking about a movie, holy shit, yeah. that I haven't seen somehow. I'm excited. And I've honestly just been putting it off because I'm like, we're going to do this on the show yeah. someday, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been waiting to watch goddamn John Carpenter's Christine Yeah. so we could do it on the show. And guess what? It's on the Netflix right now. It is. And um, I don't think it's Carpenter's best film at uh, I'm going to say that, but what it, it's the best adaptation of a King, uh, uh, story about a killer car. For oh, sure. I didn't know it was King. Yeah. Stephen King. So oh. it, it, it's got that some Stephen King feel to it. Um, and it's, it's Carpenter at a period where I think he was just trying to make a, a solid Hollywood movie. So there's moments that are Carpentery, but I, I can't wait to talk about it because okay, I've word. always I've always felt like there's something missing there, but also something different that's good that Carpenter did, and we'll talk about it next. We'll week. talk about mm-hmm. it. Are we going to talk about most fuckable cars? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most fuck. Listen, if every week we just talked about most fuckable whatever, I'd be fine. <laughs> Whatever's with it. in the movie. <laughs> 
Whatever's there. This week I suggested we play Cameo or Camino. Camino. And and we, we talk about horror cameos and whether we like them or not, and also whether we'd fuck them. I was hoping this was going to be centered around Cammy from Street Fighter. Oh, well, then it would just be Cammy. Cammy. Oh. 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 Unbelievable. Cammy. Oh. I suggested we did Most Fuckable Brides, and it would just be <laughs> Our Wives, and it's a really short list. <laughs> I'll go with my wife. I'll go with my wife. What if What if I went first and I was like, I'll go with your wife. Bangbrides.com. That should have been one of the sites that he was on. Bangbrides.com. Maybe that. All right. I'm going to look that up when I go. Maybe you do. Do some research on that thing. And maybe you guys tune in next week for the next installment of Dead and Lovely here with Uncle Ben. Hollywood Steve. We're gone. Bye. That was aggressive. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Get gone. Get out of here. Go on, get. Get. Nobody loves you. Oh, I'm John Lithgow. Oh, get out of here, Harry. Oh. Where's the Henderson? Harry and the Henderson, just go. The third rock from the sun. Why? <laughs> French Stewart. French Stewart. Squinting. <laughs> ben, you know these people out here. They're protesting the CRT, critical race theory. They're oh mad as hell God. about it. They're mad as hell about it. They don't want no part of it. They don't want our kids having no part of don't it. Don't tell my kid that my mother didn't want black kids going to school with her. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. She was a saint other than that. that. Other than that and all the racism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just imagine like there's probably some group out there that has been lobbying to bring back cathode ray ray tubes. Ray tubes. <laughs> bring them back. They've been trying to bring back cathode ray tube TVs, <laughs> and they're like pro CRT. <laughs> and they show up. They like have their rallies. You know, all ten of them, and uh, and, like, and they all have to group up to hold up a CRT TV because yeah. it's so heavy. And they're surrounded by anti-critical race theory <laughs> protesters. Just like, like, hey, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. We're going to bring back these tube TVs. Hey, are all these other people like really angry and racist or is it just me? Why do they all... I mean, listen, I get that they're angry and racist together, but why are they focused on our TVs? I saw one of these guys at Walmart buying a flat screen. I don't think he's for the cause at all. <laughs> CRT. CRT. Just championing it, yeah. man. Just all about it. Joyous, even. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, thank you, They'll catch CRTs. on. They'll figure it out one day.